Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Listen, I would love to just do blank. (laughs) That that needs to become a regular part of the open. Welcome! Another Sunday night with a stinking genius in yours truly. It's Arnie and Plank. On what do we do? We still say Arnie a Fox Football Sunday. I mean, no, no, no. That's okay. done with. We, we right. tossed that aside. That that it pains me to say it, but no, no. That that's that's done with. It's like an X. It's, it's time to move on. All right. So it's just Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports yeah. Radio. We uh we have non-football stories, which I got to be honest with y'all. I don't know if I'm prepared for it yet. I don't wow. know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready to let go of football, Arnie. Well, now, we can granted, still talk about the Eagles' 26-23 victory over the Patriots. Again, low-key Patriots fan. Low-key Patriots fan. <laughs> but we, we do have a lot to get to in uh, in, in a ton of real-world issues here on Fox Sports yeah, Radio on this yeah. Sunday night. And as always, we come to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, which are brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. But, Arnie, we got the call this weekend. Now, Pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah, Ar- yeah. Arnie, at first, I don't think you were a very big fan of doing the show during the Super Bowl when we did it the first year, were you? How many years have we done it in a row now, Chris? This will be our third year in a row doing third the Super year in a Bowl row. show. Well, I, I just equated to like being the low man on the totem pole. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like it's like put Plank in Spanier. <laughs> How many people actually listen to us or, or tune in sometime during the game? Well, I guess maybe in the Patriots last year because that was such a great come-from-behind victory that people tuned to us maybe uh, during the comeback. We were getting some uh, text and, and uh, tweets and, and stuff like that. I wonder how many people actually listen to us. Oh, I'm pretty sure that Patriot fan would have stayed as far away from our show whenever things started <laughs> going wrong last year. Uh, but you know what's kind of funny about it? 
is let's just say hypothetically last year a Patriot fan said, you know, I got to get away from this game, and they turned on our show. Oh, yeah. Uh, they then couldn't turn away. No, Not no. because we're so uh, compelling, which I'd like to believe, but it's a good luck thing, right? Once you walk away from it and things start going well, you can't go back to watching the game again. You, You're going to ruin it all. You know what it is? It's not so much doing the show, kind of like doing our Super Bowl coverage for Fox, but I think now I've realized that I'm I'm lower on the total pole than Jonas Knox. So that that, <laughs> that kind of hurts. You know wow. what I mean? That, that stings a little bit. <laughs> well, again, this coming Sunday, I guess a week from today, if I wasn't such a moron and trying to use too many words, yeah. a week from today, Arnie and I will be on beginning at what five Central time? Eastern. And, let's let's just stick with the Eastern. We'll do a six okay. Eastern to eleven Eastern. So we're going to be on for a while yeah, coming up yeah. next week. And what we've found out during the show is it's it's kind of fun. It's sometimes challenging. Yeah. If you have a game like at one point last year was a blowout, like we thought it would be, or like we thought it was going to end up being, and then it turns on you. That was pretty fun last year. I think the year before you kind of had a, a little bit of a tighter game. But Arnie, it's fun because we follow prop bets. We think about the future a little bit for both teams, talk a lot about everything surrounding the game. We, I'll tell you what we don't get a chance to really immerse ourselves in. And that's the the commercials, right? Right, right. <laughs> that's what but we nowadays, completely you, miss out on. Nowadays, you can see the commercials like in three or four days from now. It's it's all over YouTube, and and they release it early. So I mean, we get to see some, but obviously we don't have the sound turned on. And the only thing I get real paranoid about doing the show is to make sure we don't do any of the play by play because you know they take that stuff very seriously. You know. Oh, I know. We got to be v- very careful about that, and we try to do our best, as we have learned on this show. Uh, Eric, I don't know if, if Bobo was um, was with us during the World Series or not, I, and that might have still been Nick. But the last thing we need is Arnie's feed any instance ahead of even, <laughs> even a millisecond ahead. I will not tolerate it. <laughs> that was awful. Hey, but I'm just out of curiosity. Is is are are we anywhere close, guys, to the 55 freeway in Orange County or not? I mean, is that close to where we are or no? No, no, no. no. Okay. no. Well. Uh, an aircraft landed on the 55 freeway and people are just driving like normal. Yeah. I mean, it, if an aircraft landed in the middle of a highway in Norman, Oklahoma, we would shut the thing down. We would have camera. Now it's just like there's a there's a plane that landed on the freeway. People just driving around well, like they're, normal. They're mad because it's probably taking up the uh, the carpooling. So that's why they're probably mad. <laughs> so, so anyway, beyond that live-breaking story, we're excited to be covering the Super Bowl I guess you could say front and center next Sunday. So watch the game, crank down the sound, instant analysis, stats, prop bet coverage, and everything surrounding the game. It's uh, it's always a fun Sunday. And I, for one, I love it. It's one of my favorite days of the year because the Raiders are never playing on it. But it's one of my favorite days of the year and one of my favorite shows. Arnie, ah, I don't know if I would say you love it, but uh, you tolerate it, right? Is that a fair way to put it? I, You know, once we get into it, I start to enjoy it. I, I get all bummed out because I see everybody at the Super Bowl in Minneapolis or wherever having a good time and going out and having steaks. I'm like, man, I wish I was there. I wish I, good old days. Because I used to go to a lot of Super Bowls, Chris. I'm like, man, I wish they would take me one time again and see the boys. I, I feel like I'm so far away from everybody. Well, but let's let's remember. Yeah. When you were presented with the opportunity to go, all yeah. you did was complain about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I know. Whenever it was laid out that there was the chance that your local station <laughs> right, in Vermont, right. big Patriot fans, could send you, 
All you did was complain about it, right, Arnie. Right. And we, as a matter of fact, be. and we did send somebody. We just we decided to send the young kid who's 28 years old, so the rest of us wouldn't have to do extra work. <laughs> we just want to laze around, yes. eat our cheese dip, and be exactly, good to go. Exactly. Well, so do we even need to talk about this game today? Because you've already picked the final, which would be an yeah. Eagles upset. Uh, which would, of course, not I really would an upset. Yeah, you know, four points spread for that. That's not a big upset there, Chris. Well, we'll talk to John McMullen about it. Yeah. It's the largest spread in the Super Bowl in what nine years? Wow, uh, or I since two thousand since two thousand and nine. It's the biggest point spread they had. So I'm curious, then, Arnie Spanier, as we get set to talk Eagles football in about ah five ten minutes from now. What are the keys to this Eagles victory coming up a week from today in Super Bowl? In the I Super think, Bowl, I you know, say. we of course, you know, I'm a Dolphin fan, and I, I've seen all the Patriot games also living up here uh, in, in Vermont. By the way, isn't it funny how every state, for the most part, is rooting uh, for – uh, the uh, the, the Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, except for the New England states, but there's one New England state rooting uh, against the Patriots, and that's Vermont, which I, I find funny. But I, I think the blueprint in something like this is the way the Dolphins did it when they went, went ahead and beat the Patriots uh, toward the end of the year, was you had to put pressure on Brady without blitzing, which Dolphins did well, rush a four-man front, which means put pressure on him with just the four men, play man-to-man defense on the receivers. I'm not even sure how much of a difference Gronk's going to make. I don't even know if he's 75, 85, or whatever it is. Keep the receivers in front of you. If you're able to do that, and of course, you know, move the ball yourself. I'm a little worried about Nick Foles moving the ball, but it's not like the Patriots' defense is all that good. I think not only can Philadelphia win, if they actually move the ball and show the offense like they did against Minnesota, they may win by double digits when it's all said and done, Chris. I think it's interesting to look at just one personnel position now granted I understand for the X and O gurus out there it's in the trenches it's more offensive line versus defensive line but as just a group Arnie wouldn't you much rather have the group of running backs that the Eagles have as opposed to what the the Patriots have I love Deion Lewis Rex Burkhead is great but man give me Jay and uh LeGarrette Blunt any day of the week I even like the third down back that they use quite a bit in Philadelphia so if they can get the ball rolling, they got a three-headed monster at running back that's going to be hard to stop. And at times this year, teams have had a lot of success running the football against the Patriots. The only thing I'm worried about is how much of an advantage does Brady have over Nick Foles and how much of an advantage does Bel- have, Belichick have at coaching over Peterson. That, that, that's the one thing I'm worried about as, as we go through a big game like this. Obviously, Belichick's been through this. But you're right. I'd rather have Philadelphia's running back other than the Patriots. And again, you know, think about why the Patriots are in this position. I've been saying this all year long, Chris. They play in the AFC East, the worst division in all of sports, and they've had the easiest road to the Super Bowl. I said it's easier than what Alabama had to go through <laughs> to get to the national championship. So that put put that for what it's worth, Chris. Here's maybe a debate for tonight. Just and I, and I know where you're staunchly on board with this. You're staunchly on board that it's been a cakewalk for the New England Patriots, even though they finished in first place last year. They played a first place schedule in the AFC East. It's cake in your mind. That's fine. I get it. I'm not going to change your mind. Don't know if I'm really trying to this year. But I would argue with how bad the NFC East was this season, how atrocious the Giants were. I mean, we can all say the Giants probably should have beat the Raiders, but they decided to start Geno Smith. They were <laughs> atrocious. Uh, the Redskins were obviously a hard team to figure out. They were hot and cold. I think what the Eagles played the Cowboys once when they had Ezekiel Elliott, and that was in the last game of the season when they didn't even care and they didn't even play their starters. And then they had a 
fairly easy schedule throughout the regular season. So and, and they play the AFC West as their cross division, and there were three teams that really disappointed this year. No offense to the Sagers Chargers, who really came on late. Plenty of offense to the Sagers Chargers. Uh, but I, I would almost – I mean, I'd throw it out there. I kind of think maybe throughout the regular season, Eagles might have had a little bit of an easier road this huh? year. How could you say that when the Giants were one of the favorites to go to the Super Bowl? When the Cowboys were one of the favorites to go to the well, Super so Bowl? So were the and Raiders. Were the, and they were the worst team in the division. How about that? Huh? What, does, what does preseason expectations have to do with it? Well, come on now. Let's let's be honest. Uh, I mean, if the if the Giants didn't have a few injuries, uh, they would have been a little bit more formidable than they were right now. I mean, come on. Let, let's let's cut the BS. Not even close. The NFC East not as nearly as bad as that AFC. Stop it. Listen, I don't care, Arnie, what you think they might look at. When those guys aren't out there, they blow. I can't think of any other way to put it. They're a bad football team. So if you're trying to tell me that, I, you know, the Jets were a better team than the Giants were this year. You have to accept it, man. Uh, the Bills were a playoff team, and they were in the AFC East this year. Your Dolphins were right on the verge. Man, the the Eagles had a cakewalk in the I'm, NFC I'm East compared to now, what the, the uh, I'm, compared I'm to, Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> compared to what the Patriots have. But we, we can get into it at 877-99 on Fox if we want to get to the phones or on Twitter tonight at Plank Show and at Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I and Genius in the number one. And John McMullen is coming up next. But, Arnie, we got to have our X-Factor conversation tonight as well too, right? I mean, we kind of, uh, two years ago, you called Von Miller. You said, I like these odds with this dude potentially going out and winning the MVP, and lo and behold, he did it. So I'm Oof. curious to see who might be that X Factor this year. Oh, I got the odds, too. So I, I, are we going to do it as like a betting proposition or just anybody that we're thinking without the betting propositions? Because Ooh. there's a few I kind of like that could win a lot of money, too. You know what I mean? That, that you could put a little dollars in your pocket that when it's all said and done. Well, let's get that information out there next. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. And when we come back, not only will we look at a few intriguing prop bets, including that for MVP, but John McMullen is embedded with the Eagles. We'll go in-depth on Philadelphia's week of preparation for the Super Bowl next, right here with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox also, remember to download the iHeartRadio app, search Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to us anytime on one of our many great affiliates or SiriusXM Channel 83. My dad had SiriusXM in his car and still can't figure out how to hear us. <laughs> like, Dad, it's like Channel 83. It's not that hard. How do you actually get in his one car? One up from 82, tell him, Chris. Tell him that. Come on, Dad, figure it out. Uh, a lot of really good stuff on Twitter, as there typically is. I don't know if we've ever had a night where we've come on and said, oh, Twitter just sucks tonight. Now, uh, it, it can be negative towards us, but uh, that doesn't bother us. I know, uh, and, and John McMullen is coming up here in mere moments. He is a great, great guest. Oh, we got him? Great guest of ours. Covers the Eagles nonstop. But let me add this too, uh, Arnie. Yeah. A little swerve for you here off the top as we go straight to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. McMullen is also a wrestling guy, much oh. like myself. So, John, I got to know, the big news breaking, Ronda Rousey, full-time WWE. What do you think? Uh, kind of, we heard those rumors that it was going to happen, uh, that she was going to show up in the Women's Royal Rumble, the first one ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and it didn't work out that way, but she showed up after the match. So uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was here in Philadelphia. I'm, I'm going out to Minneapolis on uh, Wednesday. 
so it, it, it's it's kind of a big sports and entertainment week for the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> hey, what, what what what's her like future earnings in 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 wrestling going to be? I mean, is it something that's just going to th- go through the roof or what? Yeah, well, they make a lot of money. She's probably not going to make as much money as she did. You know, when you're a big time UFC fighter and you can put up uh, a million pay per view views uh, and you can get people to buy at that level and she did she was uh, other than Brock Lesnar who's also in the <laughs> WWE she's probably the biggest draw in the history of UFC so mm-hmm. she's not going to make that much money but she's not going to be uh, worried about uh, meals let's put it that way she's gonna be <laughs> in seven I love it all right so let's get to what John McMullen joined yeah. us to talk about sorry for the curveball John but I'm sure you'll enjoy getting after it on Twitter on that topic here in a bit. How has this week off been for the Eagles? There, I guess, hasn't been too many major injuries they've had to worry about, but uh, it, it kind of seems like everything's taken a backseat to Jordan Brady debates and stitch conversations and Gronkowski concussion breakdowns. It's almost like Philadelphia has been able to be a little bit in anonymity getting ready for this thing. Yeah, they're they're healthy when you look at it in one way. When you look at their 53-man roster, they're completely healthy. Jay Jahi's got a little ankle issue, but he's going to be ready to go. Uh, Daniel Ellerby's been dealing with a hamstring, but he's a sub-package player. He'll be ready to go. Uh, but remember, when we say that, they're healthy, uh, the 53 now. There's still plenty of injuries they're dealing with, most notably. They don't have their quarterback. Carson Wentz, they don't have their potential Hall of Fame left tackle, Jason Peters, middle linebacker's gone, Darren Sproles is gone, Chris Maragos, their best special teams player. So it's kind of amazing the Eagles are in this position considering the kind of players they lost during the season. But as far as going into the game with the 53 they got, they're completely healthy. Uh, let me ask just John, you know, they threw the ball like 38 times against Jacksonville. Jacksonville, obviously, with the good defense. Philadelphia with a better defense. Uh, Brady throw the ball as equal amount of times, 38, or does he pull back on that a little bit? Well, I, I think it depends. I, I don't know if the Eagles have a better defense than Jacksonville, but they Ooh. have a very good defense. I, I think, you know, any way you want to look at it, uh, I think Minnesota was in that category as well, and the Eagles lit them up. So you never know what happens on a game day. Uh, but I, I will say, if you look at the history of the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and it's not a small sample size, that's the only team you can talk about. Uh, they've been the seven in the Belichick-Brady era. They won five, they lost two. The formula for them losing both games to the New York Giants was the same, and that was the pass rush from the front four of the Giants. Uh, and the Eagles at least have the potential to replicate that. They have perhaps the best front four in the NFL. So uh, as far as getting Brady sped up, getting him off his spots, they have the potential to do that. Hey, we're hanging out with John McMullen. If you're not following him on Twitter, you should be, at J.F. McMullen. And maybe I should apologize to our buddy Tom that I didn't mention spoiler alert. Tom, the good news is Rousey did not have anything to do with the match, so I feel better about things now, (laughs) maybe. Uh, Hey, we love to talk X-Factors, John. It's one of those kind of crutchy conversations in sports talk radio, and I fall for it all the time. But if we're looking up and down this Eagle roster for an X-Factor, maybe not a long shot to win MVP, but – 
maybe this team's Rod Martin when the Raiders won the Super Bowl, or I it was it Larry Brown for the Cowboys, or the who was a Buccaneer safety that had a couple of interceptions. Who could be that X factor for the Eagles come Sunday? Well, I think it it it, it almost has to be, and he's a very good player, so I'm not sure he fits into that uh, conversation. But it almost has to be Malcolm Jenkins, because I I, I think the toughest matchup maybe in all of football, is Rob Gronkowski for any defense. And he's going to play. There's no question he's going to be out there. So uh, that'll be Malcolm's responsibility most of the time. Uh, and we all know Gronk, his size, his speed, that back shoulder throw from Brady is almost indefensible at times. Jenkins has been the key to the Eagles' defense because of his versatility. He's obviously a, a safety uh, he plays nickel cornerback at times. He plays linebacker when they go to dime. Uh, he's a really, really good and versatile player, uh, and he's got a tall task in this game because he's going to be the one that's got to deal with Gronk most of the time. John, what what are your expectations when you go out to the Super Bowl? I mean, look, you got Philly fans who are like the nastiest fans in in all the sports. You got the Patriot fans who we hate also. I mean, you have like a game plan, keep your wallet in your front pocket, don't make eye contact, (laughs) walk fast. (laughs) You got to be careful out there, John. Well, not in Minnesota. I mean, I, I used to live out there. I used to cover the Vikings before I covered the Eagles. So, wow, uh, those people, those people are nice. Uh, they really <laughs> are. So, it's almost. I always say, sports fans, look, even here in Philadelphia, which is notorious, and, and hey, look, I, I'll be the first to admit there are some fans that are not nice. But <laughs> I, I think you know you could talk about any group of fans, and there's going to be a, a minority. Uh, that that kind of ruins, uh, in, in the case really here, the reputation of an entire city. Most Eagles fans are, are cordial, believe it or not. I know that's hard to believe. Uh, it is a small minority, and it, it can get ugly at times. You know, John, I, 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 I would like would you to wear. I would like you to wear a cowboy jersey and have a camera follow you around on Facebook so we can watch and see see what some of the people say to you. You know what I mean? I, well, <laughs> I, like to, I like to say uh, I'm not a dumb man. I'm not gonna, yeah, I, I mean, Jeez, Arnie. Well, but, I, I, you know, what I will say about Eagles fans is yeah. I, I don't know why they're throwing full beers at Brighton fans. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to waste the beer. Yeah, so exactly. From that standpoint, I, I don't understand. The... <laughs> they're not cheap is one way to look at it. Hey, John, real quick, there's a there's a column that I think is going to get a lot of run from Peter King spending some time with Doug Peterson. You've been front and center from day one of the Peterson era. We played last week some of the cuts whenever he was first hired and everyone doubted him. Hell, when Belichick was hired in New England, people doubted him. But what's Peterson like behind the scenes? What's he like to deal with from a media perspective? And um, obviously, kind of how has he been able to really get the most out of this roster? Well, he's he, he's a really good guy. He's tremendous with the media behind the scenes. He's he's not one of those guys who's confrontational. Uh, so from that standpoint, he's good for us. Uh, I, I I thought, you know, one of the knocks against Doug Peterson when he first got hired is the lack of experience. I don't understand this in sports, uh, and and this goes beyond the NFL. People talk about it. They say he has no experience as a coach. He was basically eight years in the system. He played for 14 years in this league uh, as a backup quarterback, uh, and he wasn't 
on rosters because he was talented. He was the kind of guy who knew the offense backward and forward, and and coaches like Don Shula and Mike Holmgren and later Andy Reid trusted him with their offenses. That tells you a lot. And, and I think the underrated aspect of coaching, we always talk about X's and O's, but managing personalities is bigger uh, to get 53 people on the same page. And, Doug, from being in that locker room as a player for 14 years, understands how to handle uh, personalities in the locker room. That's been the underreported story of, of his success. you have a final score, John? Uh, I, I think the Patriots are going to win. It's tough for oh. me. It's tough for me to go against Brady and Belichick. I will say this: I think from one through fifty-three, I think the Eagles have the better team. But the bottom line is, you're talking about the best coach and the best quarterback tandem in NFL history. They already got five. They know how to do it. Uh, but in every single Super Bowl they've been in, it's been four points or less at yep. the end of regulation. I think it's going to be a close game. Probably Patriots 23, Eagles 20. Wow. You're the man, John. Have fun in Minnesota, buddy, and we'll talk to you hopefully down the road. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, John John. McMullen. I think he's a must-follow this week for everybody. And and Chris, I was was just doing him a public service by – I don't think he was mentally prepared to go to Minneapolis and deal with the Philly fans and deal with the Patriot fans. See, I I deal with the Patriot fans on an everyday basis, so – I'm a little bit used to, you know, dealing with their shenanigans. But sometimes you got to go ahead and, you know, re recircuit your brain a little bit to, to deal with that. Well, John deals with the Eagle fans on a daily basis, so <laughs> I think he's I think he's well acclimated to take care of things. Speaking of people who are well acclimated to take care of things, here comes Steve DeSager with a look at everything mm-hmm. that's going on in the world of sports. What's going on, Steve? Good evening to you, gentlemen, once again. And the Eagles did arrive in Minnesota today for next Sunday's Super Bowl. The Patriots won't leave New England until tomorrow morning. Pat's tight end Rob Gronkowski practiced again today, although for now he's still in concussion protocol. Quarterback Tom Brady had the 12 stitches in his right hand taken out earlier this week, according to NFL Network. The AFC trailed the Pro Bowl at halftime 20-3 to today in rainy Orlando. AFC came back to win it 24-23 on a touchdown with under two minutes left. Offensive MVP tight end Delaney Walker with two touchdown receptions. Defensive MVP Vaughn Miller forced a fumble in the final minute. There were six turnovers in the game today. Only one punt total. Graham Ganoa, the Panthers, 3-for-3 on field goals. Tiger Woods moved up to a tie for 23rd place at Torrey Pines. That tournament in San Diego continues tomorrow morning with a sixth playoff hole. Jason Day versus Alex snoring because they ran out of sunlight today. Roger Federer won the Australian Open. The NHL All-Star Game was won by the Pacific Division. College basketball top 10 wins for Villanova, Purdue, and Michigan State all on the road. There were seven NBA games, including the Oklahoma City win at home against Philadelphia, 122 to 112. OKC's won eight straight games. Russell Westbrook had 37 and points. And stare down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, rivals Philadelphia beaten. Cleveland beat Detroit 121 to 1-0. Four Pistons have lost eight in a row. LeBron James had 25 points, 14 assists. And Toronto beat the Lakers 123-111. Raptors coach Dwayne Casey and his staff will coach LeBron's team at next month's All-Star Game in L.A. And, Chris, you mentioned at the top of the show, I'm looking at it on local news now, the small plane landed on the 55 freeway in Orange County, and it's just off in the right lane. It's like blocking the shoulder. That's an hour south of us, just for the record. But Costa Mesa, that town 
is where the Chargers' office is now. Philip Rivers would get driven from San Diego up to Costa Mesa for practice, and that is Costa Mesa where John Wayne Airport is, the lone commercial airport in Orange County. I always thought as a kid it was odd that this cowboy, western outdoorsman John Wayne, they named him an airport after him, but it turns out that John Wayne, who grew up in L.A., actually as a retired famous man was living not that far from Costa Mesa. By the way, who was the pilot, Harrison Ford? (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. By the way, John Wayne, are you aware that John Wayne had a football scholarship to USC? No. Yes, when he was known as Marion Morrison. He came from Glendale to USC. And while he was at SC, the famed football coach back then, Howard Jones, got him a job at one of the studios as a worker. And that's how he met the famous Western director, John Ford, and the rest is history. My goodness, DeSager is full of tasty nuggets tonight. Well done, Steve. By the way, John Wayne and I, a lot in common. We're fraternity brothers. It's like I'm just a gritty (laughs) Western gunslinger out here as we come to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Yeah, I, I don't know why that just... You see a plane on a highway. We we lose our minds around here in in the El, in the Los Angeles area. Ah, no big deal. Get out of my way, honk. What are you doing? Go. So, eh, breaking news tonight out of L.A. Now, uh, we got a lot of tweets to get to. That's yeah. kind of a common theme. I want to talk some Baker Mayfield later. The Broncos are creating some conversations about potentially moving up. There were uh, Jared Bell, great writer. For USA Today, talked to a lot of NFL players. Seems like they talked to a lot of Jaguar players about their thoughts on the league and the biggest issues. And I want to, at some point, Arnie, talk about that big story that we all raved about in the preseason, which was Atlanta dropping all of its concession prices. Yes, I and, saw that. And, yeah. and how it worked. So we'll tell you how it worked coming up later on. And I listen, I, I know there was a game today. I don't know how no. much more we can go in depth on the no. Pro Bowl. That's it's way just, too much already. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and and cross cross him off then. Yeah. But we talked to uh, X Factors a little bit, and I yeah, loved... you know, I I don't know if you want like a, an X Factor, an underdog, or what you wanted. Like I picked Von Miller to win the MVP as a little bit of a long shot. Whatever you want to call it, Chris, you can put it in whatever category you want it. I'm I'm just because I have the odds in front of me on uh-huh. player to be named the uh, most valuable player for the Super Bowl. Let's cross out Nick Foles. He's one of the favorites at three to one. Obviously, Tom Brady at four to five, but everybody after that, double digits and big time. Other than Rob Gronkowski at twelve to one, you could make some serious, serious money on, on on taking somebody not not even like another dog. Listen to this. If you want to say, let's say Nick Foles doesn't win it and the Eagles win the Super Bowl, somebody like Jay Ajayi, twenty five to one to be named the most valuable player. Now, he's the running back. Right. If you're not going to give it to Nick Foles, chances are it's it's going to be to somebody like him. Um, uh, if the Patriots win and you don't give it to Tom Brady, I'm thinking somebody like Brandon Cooks, who is at 18-1. to 1. Is mm-hmm. that insane? Can't you see somebody like him having, like, two touchdowns and 150 yards receiving? So some serious odds. Uh, if you want to go ahead and, and, and try to go for some of the long shots out there. Um, you know, I was looking at some of the running backs. and I mean, James White, 60-1. to 1. Uh, If you want to do like a Danny Amendola, uh, he was like 25-1. to 1. So you can get some serious long shots out there. I love, uh, I love this stat for you. 
You ready? Since yeah. the Super Bowl in 2001, there have been more defensive players win the MVP than wide receivers. So, wow. I, I, again, yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. Ray Lewis wanted no one. The name I couldn't come up with earlier was Dexter Jackson of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Malcolm Smith won it when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl in 14. And then, of course, Von Miller in Super Bowl 50. Right, right. That's four defensive players. And wow. you had three receivers win it during that stretch. Deion Branch uh, won I think that was the last meeting that the Patriots had with the Eagles. Right. Hines Ward and Santonio Holmes. Six of the last MVPs have been quarterbacks, Arnie, but of those eight, two defensive players. So at wow. least there's a trend maybe to what John McMullen was talking about to look on the defensive side of the And football. we got to get to that prop. You know, I heard uh, um, uh, Jonas and Brady talking about it with Payne, and I heard this last week because I talked about this last night also. The uh, over in the dilly dilly, uh, 12 and a half, which is now up to 15 and a half now, Chris. Well, and then you have that sw- kind of swerve, if you will, yes, the old yes. wrestling term, that because the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, it might not even be dilly dilly, it might be Philly Philly. I know, and- but, but they've had so much marketing success, I've got to believe they're going to leave dilly dilly in there. Listen, I love prop bets, uh, the, the comparative <laughs> ones. But honestly, if you're if you're banking on a dilly dilly oh, commercial, am. I'm banking on a dilly dilly. Yes, <laughs> I am. I love that stuff. I I I oh, have gosh. to bet on something like that. I'm the kind of guy that has to bet on the coin flip. I, I have to have something on that. <laughs> oh man, well, it, it, sometimes it's an automatic win, right? Tails never fails. Absolutely. But so yeah. we'll get into some of those prop bets coming up a little bit later on. In fact, uh, if you stick with us through the night, Todd Furman is coming up yeah. at uh, one Eastern. Midnight Central time, the only time zone that matters. So we'll go more in depth on Super Bowl 52 between the uh, Eagles and the Patriots. Now, one quick sidebar before we grab a break. uh, Twitter questions and Twitter reaction next. uh, And then obviously we'll go all in on this matchup and then some draft talk as well too. But do, do you think it's, and I hate to use the term fair, but is it fair that Viking fans are being as bitter as they are about the Eagles and kind of how they've treated Philadelphia fan and of canceling the uh, Airbnbs, Airbnbs on guys and stuff like that and, and driving in the Ubers to different parts of like Wisconsin. It's like, oh no, it's just across the border here, eh? In the, in Wisconsin. No, I actually love it. I'm glad they're bitter. I I think it's fantastic. I mean, that's how I live my sports life is being bitter all the time. I mean, what are you kidding me? I I can't even root for my own teams because they get eliminated after like three weeks. I got to root against everybody else. It's very tiring. But, yeah, no, I, I love the bitterness of the Viking fans. I think that's great. My brother's a Viking fan, and he's still bitter about the whole thing. It's it's always funny because I don't think people realize. We, we have this issue, it seems, with uh, – with a guy like a Russell Westbrook who's here in Oklahoma City, and sometimes he'll be rooting for UCLA, and people will get all butthurt about that. They did it all the time with Kevin Durant when he talked about Texas. It's supposed to be just, oh, you don't, you don't talk about Texas. Yeah, Blake Griffin will get that sometimes out on the West Coast. I still think my favorite bitter moment for Minnesota fans yeah. was their anger towards Carl Anthony Towns, who just happened to be an Eagles fan. And so how dare he be an Eagle fan and play for a team in Minnesota? Oh, my goodness, Arnie. They barbecued this guy over the last week about him uh, kind of rooting for his team and wearing Eagles gear. That's – I mean, I, I get it because he plays for your town now, but are you not allowed to root for your hometown team or a team you grew, you grew up rooting for? No, you can't. 
No, you can't. No, when you when you get uh, a job in that city, you kind of have to hide that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, dating a girl, uh, and and uh, you know you may have something to hide on that first date, so you don't want her to know that you have a tattoo or something like that. So you're gonna keep that hidden. You you're gonna go ahead. You have to keep that hidden. You can't just go ahead and tell everybody you're an Eagle fan when you're living in Minnesota. You can't do that. Uh, what a fun week it's going to be. And we'll have you completely covered right here on Fox Sports Radio. Again, uh, let's see, Clay's going to be out there. JT's going to be out there yet again. Make sure that if Everybody you're not. Everybody but us, right? Everybody but us. If you're not okay. following us on Twitter at Fox Sports Radio, do so on Facebook, Instagram. And if you don't have the iHeartRadio app, make sure to download it now. Search Fox Sports Radio. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, let's hear from you. Some tweets on this big night of preparation for Super Bowl 52 with Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. Good tweets coming up here in moments. First, though, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Did you see the one from Anthony? Did I see? I don't. I favored a bunch of them. Yeah, it says I here did. thousands of sports talk show hosts are breathing a sigh of relief that stinking genius won't be on Radio Row. Go join the XFL already. Wow. First of all, why, 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 is it, why are they bringing a sigh of relief that I'm not going to be on Radio Row? Why, why is that a sigh of relief? Well, well I mean, you, you do want everyone to be miserable. So, and, I mean, and that by might the way, be one is the reason. boss going to buy us something like a T-shirt and bring it back for us or anything like that or what? Why? He, he might. That's a great question. That's is a that very good him? question. Reply to the text. Say, boss, do we get a shirt? What's going on? What yeah. are you going to bring home from Minnesota for us? Sure. I like it. I'm talking more more than a shirt. I was thinking like a hoodie or something like that. By the way, I like this tweet that legitimately just came in from uh, Rob. And by the way, spoiler alert from the Rumble. I I just I got to say that for my wrestling homies out there. We're not ruining the matches, but Ronda Rousey does show up at uh, in Philadelphia tonight at the Royal Rumble event, which is one of the biggest annual pay-per-views, Arnie, for wrestling. And Rob writes, never thought Stinking Genius would be so pumped about Ronda Rousey joining the WWE. Rob, I don't think he's pumped at all. In fact, I was waiting for him to ask, where's Macho Man at? That's well, I, the, or I, Jimmy I, Snuka. S- spoiler alert. The guy that wins is step into a Slim Jim, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's not that. What's that guy's name? Uh, that that is the late great Randy Macho Man. Oh, Savage. he's not around anymore. He is not with us. Uh, he had right, what a, about the Iron Sheik? The Iron Sheik is still very much with us and quite the entertaining follow is, is, on Twitter. Does he wrestle? I don't think he wrestles. Hey, there's anymore, a guy from he... my high school that that used to be uh, in that WWE. Oh my God, <laughs> dude! <laughs> no, I'm serious. What the, what the he hell high school did you go to where everybody, everybody went there? Yeah, he he was a football player. Uh, his name was uh, well, I don't know his real name. I just know his wrestling name. What's his wrestling well, name? Uh, uh, Tiny. <laughs> he was in movies like he had. You talking about Zeus? Debo? I I don't know. He was like a big Tiny guy. Lester. That yeah, might be him. Yeah, he's kind of a big. What deal. do you mean, might? What the? Oh my God, Arnie. Don't. Is he a big deal? Yes. What the? Yeah. Oh I think I beat Jesus. him up in high school once. I'm no, sure. you did not. No. I, now listen. Yeah, maybe. A... Maybe. No. When I was beating <laughs> Colonel one-on-one, you never know. Well, uh-huh. he is. And I got a head full of hair, and so do you. See if he, he went is... to Palisades High School. I think he did. He is 59 years of age. Wait, you went to Pally? No, then, I, then he's probably too old. Yeah, he's me. 59, well, but he is, he, he is from L.A. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, he and... went, he went to Pally, I believe. Yeah. No, you, you went go. to Pally. Yeah, I went to yeah. Pally. Okay, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, uh, now you know why he went to school with so many famous yeah. people. Just some dude named Tiny. Uh, <laughs> okay, true story. Uh, Tiny's last name is Lester. His yep. uncle works with my dad, so I actually know Tiny. Like, oh, I've, so then I've you know. There you go. Kevin Bacon, seven is it seven degrees or five degrees of separation? <laughs> seven, I think. Seven, yeah. thank you. Uh, here's a couple more. Yeah. I like this from UCLA Dodger Frank. He writes, they may not have won a Grammy Award, but in my personal record book, Arnie and Plank are the winners of the best duo group collaboration in sports talk on a Sunday night in this time slot on Fox Sports Radio. A lot I of competition in that, but yeah, we'll take it. We'll take uh, it. Yeah, we'll I've take never it. won any award. Have you ever won an award? I a few, you know, I think probably the kind that you actually have to pay to win. Wow. That's the great thing about radio I, awards is you I have to like even, pay to win them. I can't even win that. They, I was in two top five lists. Uh, one person uh, did the top worst five talk show host in the country, and one year I finished number five, and one year I finished number one. So I, I don't know when I was the worst of the worst or the, or the best of the worst, but but I was in that top bottom five. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank I mean, you. all right. Thank you. Uh, I like this Thank from you. Derek, who writes, I bet you didn't know, Plank, Arnie's favorite part of the Super Bowl week is media day because he's always wanted to be the guy who dresses up in a goofy costume and ask players wacky questions. Ugh, I can't well, you stand know, those people. You know, I was, uh, you know, my Twitter blew up, uh, what was it, last year when everybody thought I was the one that took the, the briefcase. Remember that? Oh, that took yeah, exactly. But it was that. Art Spangler, not yeah. Arnie Spanier. So that was the, it was Artie Spangler uh, up in San Francisco. So uh, here's a couple more quick tweets before we get back after it. My favorite, uh, my favorite. Well, I'll get back after I get to a break. My favorite prop bet is what number will be higher every team in the NBA total number of points, uh, or the number of drunken idiot Eagle fans locked up in Hennepin County Jail. I'll go with Ooh. the Eagle fans that get locked up. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I like this. As a uh, as a San Francisco Giant fan, writes Eddie, I enjoyed wearing my "We Own the Pennant" black and orange sweatshirt immediately following the Dodgers choking in the series. Wow! Ouch! That's ouch. Uh, so that's mean. kind of a cold-hearted one. But anyway, wow. uh, keep the tweets coming. We'll uh, read the best as the night rolls on because we got a Super Bowl to preview. I find myself, though, Arnie, I got to be honest with you kind of skewing more towards off-season conversations, but you know what this week is going to be about, right? Are you preparing yourself? We're going to have another week of Tom Brady. Is he the greatest of all time? And we kind of jokingly brought it up last week, but did you see they've already started the Brady versus Michael Jordan and who was the greatest in their sport and who truly is the best of all time? I unfortunately think that's a week of conversation we have to prepare ourselves for, don't you? I, you know, I, I thought there'd be some talk of that, but this is such a great matchup. I, I know. I, I thought everybody would be into this one. I mean, you got everybody out of Minnesota and, and all pumped up. I, I didn't know there'd be a lot of that, though, to be honest with you, Chris. But I'll tell you what, I think you're going to have to prepare yourself for it, so we'll do our part and kind of a step in to prepare you for the awful week of uh, kind of hacky storylines that you'll need to prepare for for Super Bowl 52. Uh, Patriots, Eagles, four-and-a-half-point favorite are the Pats right now. More previews next on Fox. Hour two. 
Arnie and Plank, hey, there is a real-world story that we haven't talked about yet that we need to get into. We yeah. have to. It's a must. We'll do it next as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Bobo's on the board on the wheels of steel, making all the music sound smooth and easy on the show tonight. E-Rob, Eric Roberts, uh, producing the program. He hooked us up not only with John McMullen, but Todd Furman, who's coming up at uh, 1 Eastern, midnight central time. And, of course, Steve DeSager on updates. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm By merely way, are, Chris Are Blank. you watching Time vs. Tom at all? Uh, I, you know, it shows up on my Facebook yeah, feed yeah. every now and then. I'll just watch the little features on it. Are you I like all it. in I on it? I saw the first of episode. Of course you are. You're a Patriots fan. Go ahead. Tell me I'm more not, about I, it. I like it. I like the first episode of it. I mean, it gives us more of an insight to Tom Brady than than I've ever seen in, what, the last 20 years or anything like that. So I, I enjoy it. it. It gives you, you know, it, it's kind of like raw behind the, anything behind the scenes. You I know, kind of, you know, yeah. uh, like the HBO show and all that stuff. I like that, you know. I always crack up whenever someone will say, well, you're only getting one perspective. Okay, great. Well, I'll watch it, and then I'll decide how much I'm going to put into that perspective. You give me some of the, I don't know if the term is transparency, Arnie, but some of the access that Tom gave to his day-to-day life to this film crew, I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the I haven't, I, I guess I haven't sat and watched a, a full episode, but I love all the teasers that I'm seeing from it so far. I have uh, followed through, Arnie, instead of watching Facebook videos, which as we've joked about on this show, usually commercial breaks, I spend scrolling through those stupid slideshows on Facebook all the time, which is, hey, you'll never believe these texts that were sent. That's usually my life. But I follow through on one of my New Year's resolutions. I'm reading. I am. I, I have just about finished a book that is making me absolutely hate somebody right Get now. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's called Al Davis Behind the Shield. It's a, <laughs> it's a book about the Raiders, and I still don't know how we were ever successful as much as I love the Raiders with, uh, with this dude's apparent need for that constant reassurance that he was the man. But I'll have more when I finish it off. I'm giving him more of a pass than I've ever given anyone in my life, Arnie. And I'm on this uh, – there's a chapter. If a Raider fan or anyone's read this book, it's enraging. Because there's a chapter on NFL draft misses, and one of the great conversations they had was how Ron Wolf was begging Al Davis to take Brett Favre, begging him. And Al said, nope, I'm going with Todd Marinovich. That's my guy. Oh, no. And they also, get this, they wanted him to draft Aeneas Williams in the second oh, round. Oh, I love Aeneas Williams. Yeah, the great. Cardinals, no, he, is that the, with the Cardinals, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he, in fact, Aeneas Williams, I think, fell all the way to the third round. Al Davis said, no, I'm okay. We're going to go in a different direction. So it's it's an enraging book. But I'll I'll share more when I finish yeah, it. And I gotta, I, you know, not to bring that Brett Favre thing up, I, I had lunch with Brett Favre before he was Brett Favre. So I got to tell you that story sometime. I think I did. I told you that one before. You know what? If the Super Bowl gets bad next week, that's what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Save that one for in-game coverage. Huh? Save, save that one for the second half yeah. when we talk about the story involving Brett Favre apparently being sued for $16 million. Yeah. Now, Matt, uh, our, our buddy Matt, at mryan1154, just hit us up on Twitter and said, I am shocked. You guys have not mentioned anything about the Michigan State story yet. Fair. You know, it's one of the biggest stories. I listened last night. I thought our buddy Brian – everyone's our buddy. Who am I? Uh, our guy Brian No had a really good perspective on it, took some calls on it. I'm not trying to dodge it, or, or I'm not Tom uh, Izzo here. I don't think we're in a situation where we have to avoid it. But it's just – it's not one of those stories, Arnie, that's really easy to dive into because as more information has started to come out, 
it appears as if either Michigan State completely ignored right. what was going on, uh, and then not just with Nasser, but then whenever one incident as minor or major, and this is a major incident, kind of starts to open a Pandora's box, everything, everything that you've ever done wrong starts to come to fruition. And it really appears as if they've had, I don't necessarily want to say bad people running their programs, Arnie, but people that didn't have the best interest of their students or their student athletes uh, in mind here. That's that's some that's some really awful stuff that's coming out of East Lansing right now. You know, all I could say about their sports programs on th- in that note is that if the, if Coach D'Antonio or Coach Izzo, um, if this stuff is true about them, and they of course denied any uh, wrongdoing or any knowledge of some of the stuff that's gone on, if that's not true and they did have knowledge then they have to look at themselves in the mirror and say they've got to step down immediately. They've got to go ahead and, you know, save the whole public scrutiny and, and, and stuff like that because if they knew, and we're going to find out if they knew, and it's going to come out, and it certainly looks that way, they got to step down. You, you can't keep your job and continue uh, after knowing stuff like that, can you, Chris? It, no, it, you cannot. You've got to hear finally – You've got to do the right thing after this many years and, and step on down if you really knew. It's it's crazy to think that in some instances you felt like you could get away with this. And and I this goes just beyond the horrific acts of Larry Nasser, who was allowed to practice medicine at that school for a very long time, even as recently as 2016. I mean, we're not talking about something where we're going back 10 years, Arnie. We're talking about going back Two years ago, uh, if, if even that, a full two years ago. So he was still allowed to practice, but he had to have a nurse in there with him. I mean, it's, I, I don't I don't understand how you could allow this to continue to go on. So and, and then this goes beyond just NASA. This goes beyond, as you brought up these coaches, it even finds itself to the NCAA, right? And how you're looking at a situation now to where the NCAA was informed. It, I don't know if we need to go back to – like the genesis of this, but for those that aren't familiar with this story and maybe have kind of tuned it out whenever we're getting to the situation of of Super Bowl conversation and things like that, Larry Nassar has been charged with, uh, oh my gosh, uh, tons of felonies and and convicted of 22 counts of first-degree criminal sexual conduct with minors, 15 of those in uh, Ingham County in Michigan, seven of those in Eaton County. You then had several well-known U.S. gymnasts, uh, and including the uh, someone who's near and dear to my heart, Arnie, Maggie Nichols, who's right here in Oklahoma, that said, hey, I he, he, he had abused me. And then that story kind of blossoms from him finally getting sent to jail for a very long time to uh, wrongdoing within the Michigan State Athletic Department where they covered things up. In fact, their president and athletic director has resigned. And not right. just Nasser issues with, with football players and different sexual abuse cases there. And then it kind of doves tell even into what we were just bringing up, the NCAA. So it's an, it's an incredibly horrific story. And the tentacles on this one are very far-reaching right now, Arnie. I just I want to know what the end game is going to be here because there's no way you can heal these wounds outside of Larry Nasser spending a long time in jail or maybe a couple of coaches getting fired or, or, or 
guys doing time. I don't know how you can heal these wounds, but Michigan State really needs to start down that path of trying to do things the right way. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. And like I said, forget about healing the wounds right now. You have to go ahead and, and, and start clearing out the people that knew stuff and didn't do anything about it. That, that to me, is the sick part where people knew and they just either they kept knew. quiet or they brushed it under the rug or they did nothing. And, and again, Nasser is one thing, but to, uh, that, that's just horrible. That I mean, my, my heart just aches for the thousands of victims or the hundreds of victims, uh, the gymnast. It, it's, it's just horrible what they had to endure. I mean, every time I see that guy on TV, I, I just get physically ill. But then to also see the stuff that went on in the programs oh. of football and or basketball, I mean, th- th- just sick that they would allow some of these athletes to remain on the team. I I don't understand that. Is it is winning so important when you're a legendary coach to begin with? Or, or is winning so important, period, that you would keep guys like this on the team without getting rid of them? I don't understand. Well, here's the, the good news now is in 2018 – and this probably has been the case for the last couple of years, you really can't get away with anything. Just ask just ask Rick Pitino. Just ask Louisville and any of these coaches that were involved in this Adidas scandal. Here's the other part of this. This is not a really good look now for the NCAA over the last six months. Right. And Mark Emmert can stand up and say things that are generic and have no real guts to them like they did last week. Right. We are going to put together – uh, a, a, a platform to find out changes in the whole uh, Adidas scam that took place. It's not a scam, I'm sorry, but that scandal that took place involving coaches. Well, First of all, you said there wasn't a, a, a really far-reaching problem. You said it was a minute issue. So now you're going to change everything over that? Oh, and by the way, now we've just discovered that you were told on several occasions about some issues at Michigan State that either you just ignored or – I don't know. You ignored. Right. So this is really shining a bad light, not just on Michigan State, Arnie, but now over the last six months on the NCAA and its infrastructure as well, too. They might need a complete cleansing as well. This is I was thinking about that also. That's exactly – I mean, with all the complaints we have about the NCAA, maybe it's about time, you know, if you really want to cut down the cherry tree, maybe start with them. And, and, and get the complete overhaul. I mean, they, they're the supposed to be overseeing these programs, and if they knew and did nothing, I mean, how could we ever trust them again? And I will say this. I, I think everyone that's on the, the crew tonight would agree. It's not a real easy conversation no, to have. No, no, Right? No. I mean, we can't sit here and I know that the natural reaction, because, Arnie, listen, I'm this. I live this with to a certain degree, not to this degree, degree but to a certain degree with the whole mixing and how that kind of paints a a whole program in a certain light there's Michigan State fans that want to come out here and just stand up for their university and say how dare you and Draymond Green is asked about it and if Percy Snow was still playing football he'd be asked about it I'm willing to bet Le'Veon Bell's going to be asked about it what can you really say right I mean that's that's your school that's where you love uh that's who gave you opportunities how can you defend them with everything that's taking place but it's also like family to you. So it's it's a tough conversation to have. It's one we need to have. And we weren't dodging it tonight by any stretch of the imagination, you know, Chris, Matt. I just don't know where to go with it right sometimes now. Sometimes you got to cut family off, no matter how much Very you love true. them when they're doing the wrong thing. And if, if, if your college is like family, and look, we know I love Arizona. You love Oklahoma. You love Tulsa. People love their alma maters. 
you've got to cut them off if if they're not doing things the right way, not even the right way, if they're doing criminal stuff. So, you know, sometimes you just get to say, I, I don't want to be associated with something like that. And, and you've got to cut That's bait true. on something like that. That's true. And I thought Draymond Green did a pretty good job last night. I don't really think Tom Izzo has. I had a little audio here. I wanted to maybe save it till later. Let's see. This was Izzo last night whenever he was asked about it during his post-game press conference after the Maryland game for Michigan State. A little Q&A here. Let's see if this is going to work. Looking back at the way sexual assault allegations have been handled by your basketball program, do you have any regrets? I've cooperated with every investigation, and I will continue to cooperate with every investigation, everyone. Now, I will say I don't think his next kind of answer was the best way to approach it. Right. I'll still say I'll cooperate with any investigation that's made. I did it then. I did it before. I'm not going to answer any questions that aren't pertaining to either basketball or things that I am not going to talk about right now. I don't know. I don't think you can do that. I, I know that. What else are you supposed to say? I don't think you can walk into a press conference and say, and say I'm not going to talk about this. Okay, great, bye. It was like the time whenever they told me I could have Tony Stewart as a guest, Arnie, but I couldn't talk about NASCAR. <laughs> what the hell are Tony Stewart and I going to talk about if we can't talk about NASCAR, right? right, right what the hell right. does Tom Izzo get to talk about whenever there's a fire around him, like burning out of control, but yeah, he just wants to focus on, ah, eh, well, my basketball team. I don't. I, I just don't know if that's the best way to go about it. No, there was a couple of uh, question and answers that he just did not come up with that that nope. painted him in a good light at all. I was I was very disappointed in his answers, to be honest with you. All right, uh, let's take a break. Uh, there's a lot of good tweets coming in on this, and uh, Matthew hits it up. He goes, it's not an easy conversation, he writes on Twitter, but it's a conversation we need to have. This is a very serious thing happening on our college campuses. We need to have it. I would agree, and – then there's also the conversation about the MSU prosecutor, Stuart Dunning II, who is a pretty bad dude as well, too, based on some of the things we've learned about him. So, I mean, this is just from the ground floor, one of those situations where if you're looking at things right now as a Michigan State fan, it's okay to, it's okay to tap out. It's okay to say, you know what, this is a conversation I'm not going to get involved in because it's going to do nothing but what, Arnie? I'm going to make an ass of myself. I'm going to make a fool of myself. And sometimes you have to cut off family, right? I well, mean, I, I don't see how it's defensible, though. I can't. I can't. Exactly. See, right. You know, I can't see everybody going. Well, hey, let's uh, let's what? Let's what? Let's wait for all the facts. We know the facts. We know what went on. Matter of fact, that's that's probably the insulting thing. If somebody says, "Let's wait for all the facts," we see what went on, and for right. people not to address it now. Uh, especially the coaches, well, it, I feel like they're hiding something when they don't want to address it. Well, and I and I love this too. Uh, Matt's Matt's a Chief fan, so I kind of hold that against him every now and then. But uh, at Matt Stevens 808 hit us up on Twitter, and this is a great point because I agree with it too. He writes, I'm a huge fan of Arnie, and I love his bombastic style. Wow. But the quote he just said, that sometimes you have to cut family off, might be the truest things I've ever heard on a serious note. And again, it's a serious topic. It's a serious note, but you're 100% right, Arnie. You might love somebody. They might mean the world to you. It might be a team you root for. It might be a, a university that you went to, but sometimes you just say, I- I'm, I'm not there. I- I'm, I'm not with you anymore. I can't help you. We're done. It's over. Time to move on. Yeah, but Period. unfortunately with, with somebody like that, you say, well, you can't help them unless they help themselves. Um, I don't know if we're going to sit around and wait for Michigan State to help themselves. I think maybe we have to go in there and and, and redo that and, and say, you know what, we, we need to go ahead and clean this up ourselves. 
take a break, come back and talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. Good topic. Uh, X Factors. You know, I love it. Potential MVP candidates. We'll do it next on Fox Sports Radio. All right, more prop bet talk coming up in mere moments. Plus, our own version of buy or sell. Crown him or crush him in mere moments. But first, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago with Arnie Spanier. I am merely Chris Plank. A lot of things we haven't got to yet, and uh, trust me, Thunderfan is letting me know. Uh, Jake hit us up on Twitter. WTF. You guys know what that means? Yeah, Uh, I do. Where is the OKC talk and the win streak they're on? Brutal! All caps. We're not going wow. to lose our minds over a win streak whenever it's it's not even it, – is it February yet? Have we reached the All-Star break No, but yet? we could lose our mind on the stare down. That was great. That was great. That this was eight, great. This is eight in a row for Oklahoma City. That was this great. This is quite a run that they're on. Uh, but, I mean, again, this team is as likely now to go out and drop three straight. So – I'm starting to be someone that believes they've turned the corner. They've been one of the best teams in the NBA since the start of December. San Antonio has injuries. Don't necessarily know if I'm buying too much into Minnesota. They're a game out of the four seed right now. But, again, let the win streak be what it is. They're playing very good basketball right now. And, by the way, that was – I don't know if you even call it a shirt. What was that thing that Westbrook was wearing with the holes in it? Well, well, he wore he wore a robe too. Yeah, game. I know the robe, but but I, I think this was what was this yesterday the or the game. day before where he wore a shirt with a whole bunch of holes in it. I'm like, no, 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 that that not a good look, not a good you look know, at all. Okay, I I agree, but he did say his son ripped it that big one yes. that was in the center. He, he did, did say def- that. He did stand up saying it was his kid's fault. Well, and I, I'll add I think this. he's got more than one shirt, though. Couldn't he have changed? I don't know. I've got to remember, he gives away every outfit that he wears. That's so true. after he yeah. wears it, he, he's done. And I'll add this. Russell Westbrook wears his robe in public. Everyone thinks it's a fashion statement. I yeah. wear mine, like, down to the street, uh, yeah. down to the store to buy milk. I'm crazy. I'm a homeless person. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, go you, figure. Well, you make some money if you wear a robe out in public. Hold out a hat. This is true. Yeah. And then I like and I like this. Just, just to put – I think this is a nice – cap on our Michigan State conversation uh, and M Ryan 1154 who said hey we got to get after this he gets the last word he writes you can't allow these colleges to clean them up uh, clean it up themselves look at Penn State you think they learned they just elected Jay Paterno to the board of trustees he was on the coaching staff at Penn State yeah yeah and, yeah. and as we just brought up I, I don't know if you can trust the NCAA either you to know go I, in there and clean I gotta say it wasn't as clear-cut with the Penn State case on what, what Paterno knew and what he didn't know at the time but Chris I was on campus at Penn State when they took down the Joe Paterno yep. statue because I was dropping my son off at the, at hockey there and let me tell you something. They had a pretty big contingency of people that were still very upset they were taking down the Joe Paterno statue. There was, I mean, I'm not going to say riots, but there was a lot of upset people that that statue was coming down. Yeah, and there, and there still are even to this day. So, I mean, again, passion can sometimes blind you to facts. And I think that's what's happening for a lot of Michigan State people right now. All right. Special time in the show. We do this every single week. It's our version of buy or sell. We call it crown them or crush them. It's done. It's done. The games are done. It ain't over it's over. Now it's time to crown them or crush them. All right, Arnie. Crown them or crush them has a very prop Betty feel to it. Okay. But, be- but before we-, we-, we do that, Arnie, crown them or crush them. 
Josh McDaniel to Indianapolis is not going to work because he won't have Tom Brady. Did you see the numbers? Yes, he's, I did. He, <laughs> it's incredible to have Brady. He's awful when he does. But Cronomer crush him. Josh McDaniel, failure in Indianapolis. Yes, uh, Cronum, it's going to be a big failure. First of all, Andrew Luck or no Andrew Luck, uh, I'm not a big Andrew Luck fan to begin with, so I don't know what the big infatuation is there. Yeah. Uh, he's not going, even if he had a healthy Andrew Luck and the, the guy's going to be looking great, it's not a very good team. He's going to be a failure. Isn't it funny how if you don't have Tom Brady, your numbers really don't look that good? I'm wondering if he's going to be that good of a head coach without somebody like Tom Brady, but no. It's going to be the strike two in the coaching carousel for McDaniels. All right, so then w- one more quick non-prop bet related Cronomer Crusham. Cronomer Crusham, better off trying to go get the best available free agent quarterback than draft one of the five or six first-round prospects, Arnie. Who, you talking about Indianapolis? I'm just, I'm talking about the Browns or the Giants or the... Uh, all right, I guess the Browns are still in there, or know, Denver, or the t- Jets. Well, each, I think each team is different. If, oh. if I'm the Browns, um, well, I'm going with the quarterback. But, you know, they say they want to take Josh Allen, but I think they always said they want to take Josh Allen because they think that Rosen and uh, and um, Darnold don't want to go there. So they're trying to go ahead and save face. I still think Baker Mayfield is a guy. Obviously, Denver's looking at him. I know he talked about Miami. So I, I think the I think the Dolphins need to take a quarterback. I think Denver needs to take one. I think the Browns need to take one. Well, but but uh, here's my question. Yeah. Here's, here's the question: Are you better suited to go after, say, an Alex Smith when he's cut, a Kirk Cousins if he's out there, or even I don't think Eli is going to be out there now, or a Blake Bortles if he's out there, as opposed to drafting one of these five guys? No, I think I go with. I, I, I'm too high on some of the quarterbacks. Like I said, I'm too high on Me Darnold, too. too high on Rosen. Uh, I also do like Baker Mayfield. I'm going to go ahead and draft him and see if uh, if I can find uh, lightning in a bottle. I'm going to go ahead and do that. All right, crown him or crush him on the prop bets. The easiest money is the pink cleavage show for the anthem because you know she will. <laughs> is that the easiest prop bet that you've ever had in your life, Hold Arnie? On. Is that so funny? I heard that. <laughs> I, again, I no. not sure how well, you made uh, that funny. What was the term they used, Bobo? <laughs> It was like clear or something, like clear and present. It or has something to be like? clear uh, space between space, yeah. the cleavage. <laughs> like there has to be, I, I think, uh, no boob touchage or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like There's, one can't touch the other. How can you define that? I don't know. I don't. How do you? How are you in a sports book uh, trying to figure out who won that one and who didn't win that one? I'm, I'm not so sure about that one. I could see if if there was someone that put hundreds of thousands of dollars on that sitting in a room debating oh, whether or not oh. it was but clear and present wasn't the word i gotta find the damn word that they used earlier with the with with brady and with jonas but uh, they had pain on and we'll talk to uh, todd Furman about this a little bit later on but there is actual debate about what truly defines cleavage all right uh, listen we got to get to sager in here maybe maybe he wants to to chime in on this probably uh, not. or not yeah. but, oh, wow. uh, but we do <laughs> no steve it's, but it's we... my own version of clear separation from the top clear clear separation thank you clear separation was the term that was actually used now arnie we got more of these to get into including the over under on the anthem and also the uh, 
the first player to score a touchdown. But before we do that, Steve DeSager is in the house to get us caught up on everything, including the always exciting Pro Bowl. Well, we had the NFL's All-Star Game on a rainy day in Orlando today. AFC was down at half 20-3 and still won with a late touchdown, 24-23 by the offensive MVP, Delaney Walker. He had two touchdown catches. Defensive MVP, Vaughn Miller forced a fumble in the final minute. There were six turnovers in this game, only one punt total. Graham Gano of the Panthers went three for three on field goals. Tiger Woods had quite a weekend. This is a guy who barely made the cut Friday at Torrey Pines, but after a final round 72 today, he finished at three under par, up to a tie for 23rd place in San Diego. But the tourney continues tomorrow morning. It's not over yet. They'll start the sixth playoff hole. They ran out of sunlight. Jason Day versus Alex Norin tomorrow. More on that next segment and on all-star games in general that we were mentioning. Roy McElroy was the golf runner-up at Dubai. Ronda Rousey signed with WWE full-time. Roger Federer won the Australian Open, his 20th Grand Slam title. He beat number six seed Marin Cilic in five sets, 6-1 in the fifth. The NHL All-Star Game was today, won by the Pacific Division, beating the Atlantic in Tampa 5-2. The winning team splits a million dollars. Calgary placed Yaramir Yager on waivers. He turns 46 next month. He could finish the year in Europe. He co-owns a team in the Czech League. NBA, seven games, including Oklahoma City's win over Philadelphia, 122-112. OKC has won eight in a row. Russell Westbrook, 37 points, nine rebounds, 14 assists, and Paul George had 31 points. Cleveland eventually pulled away to beat slumping Detroit, 121-104. Pistons have lost eight straight. Houston and Toronto each with home victories. Wins for San Antonio, Clippers, and Milwaukee. Great stuff, Steve. Great stuff. Clear separation. Thank you. Uh, We come to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You know, it's Don't don't be jealous, Chris, but there was a time that I was going to be an announcer for the WWE. Really? No, I'm being serious. 100% I'm, serious. I'm not saying you're not. Many, just... many, many moons ago, I, I don't know, WWE, WWE, whatever, uh, they had an <laughs> opening for like an announcer. And I was, you know, I knew somebody and I applied. I actually got down to the final five and I'm like, dude, I'm not doing this. What are you crazy? I'm, I'm not going around different things. I can't quit my job. I'm a sports talk show. All the time. They go, we got a lot of travel. I go, get out of here. I'm not take my name out of this. But just to, uh, to, to be very clear, I don't understand how the man whose constant response to any wrestling question is, yeah. is he the snap into a Slim Jim yeah, guy yeah. would want to actually them, get involved in wrestling? I told I, them that, but they they liked my personality and, you know, some of the stuff I could do. And they wanted me to, you know, obviously do some bits in it. I'm like, come on, come on. Enough. I, I thought this was a joke. I didn't know this was a real job. Stop it. It's a real job. It is a real a job. Money. It is a real job. I'd do it in a heartbeat. All I right, know uh, you would. I would. I, my wife would hate me, but she already hates me. All right. A, a couple <laughs> of other prop bad crown or crush real quick. Does it find, does it make you guys crack up in the studios whenever you hear Arnie say that people like this personality? I mean, cause I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, really? Do they want someone to tell them they're awful every yeah, so often? Exactly. My personal favorite is still Arnie tweets me during the Ravens game. Whenever Derek Carr, uh, the Broncos game, when Derek Carr gets hurt and says season's over, hey, he's like, thanks pal. Appreciate wow, it. You, you still haven't let that go, huh? No, no, no. It hurts. It still hurts to this day. All right, so there is actually, Arnie, a prop bet as to whether or not Pink will be airborne at any point during her singing of the National Anthem. 
does that not magnify that you can bet on anything during the Super Bowl when you see that? Uh, I would. You're talking about the national anthem? Yeah, it says, will Pink be airborne at any point during her singing of the national anthem? I don't know about the airborne thing. But I, the over-under set at two minutes, and my theory is when you're singing inside, you have a tendency to take longer and draw it out, so you're going to have this, the stage to yourself. Uh, if it's outdoors in New York or something like that, or it's cold, you speed it up a little bit. So I, I'd go with the over two minutes. Uh, they have all. There's a lot of goofy things here that I've never noticed before. Which coach will be mentioned first on TV after kickoff, Belichick or Peterson? Doesn't that, isn't that always the home team goes first? Whenever they go to the sidelines, um, what will the result of the coin toss be? Uh, who will win the coin toss? What will the first offensive play be, run or pass? Uh, which team will commit the first penalty? But I, I did kind of dig this one. Did kind of dig. Yeah, I said it right. Uh, which team will record the first quarterback sack, Arnie? Uh, I don't have true numbers on this, so I don't know if there's a, a plus or minus. But that'd be kind of an interesting one. That's almost like a coin flip, isn't it? I would say, see, Brady gets rid of the ball a lot, doesn't get sacked. I mean, he does if you get pressure on him. I would still go with Nick Foles uh, to get sacked first before Tom Brady, because Tom Brady, I could see him getting rid of the ball right before getting sacked a couple of times. Nick, uh, I could see holding on to the ball and getting down. Over-under, at least this is what I have, so your numbers might be different. The over-under on Nick Foles' passing yards is 235.5. Would you go over or under? Oh, i definitely go over on that, especially if they're going to be behind. You know, he'll pick up some cheap yards at the end of the game. Crown him or crush him, over-under, longest successful field goal, over or under 47 and a half yards. Ooh, that's a long one, but I think I'd still go <laughs> over on 47 and a half and because I think they're going to be attempting a lot of field goals, so I think I'd have to go over on that. And then the other over-under that kind of cracked me up, over-under, how many times will Giselle Bunchen be shown on TV during the broadcast of the game? Over-under, one and a half. Oh, got to go over that. Got to go over that. What, are you kidding me? You, uh, probably once before the game and at least once or twice uh, during halftime. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I think last year that number was a little bit higher, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was like two and a half or three wow. and a half. But to see it down to one and a half, I, I don't know. I just really feel like those are the type of bets that can be manipulated, right? I mean, those are the kind that you got a few friends, want to make a little extra money. Those can be easily manipulated, still right? Still like the over dilly dilly now, 15 and a half. Still like the over on that. Uh, we'll talk to Todd Furman about it coming up here in about 20 minutes from now. A couple of quick tweets before we, we wrap up. This is good from Ernie because, Arnie, you're up there in New England area. He writes, Arnie, do you have any feelings on who the Patriots will go after for both their offensive and defensive coordinators? Do you hire within or go after an ex-head coach? I think they're going to have to go after ex-head coach. Why? Who do you think they're going to bring on up? And by the way, don't tell me that's not going to be a distraction, uh, that both of them are leaving uh, after this game. And you know they've got that. They're probably not getting any sleep at all thinking about the Super Bowl and their new jobs. And, I mean, it, it's got to be one crazy couple of uh, weeks for these two guys talking about Patricia and McDaniels. But I think you got to go outside and, and, and hire uh, somebody with a little bit more experience. If Chip Kelly hadn't taken the UCLA job, I think that would be a fun conversation to have, right? I would agree. Because, told, yeah, absolutely. Because he and Belichick were boys. But I'll be honest, it's got to be tough because here – I, I say that. I say it's got to be tough because you're late in the game. But no one knew who the hell Matt Patricia was whenever Bill Belichick elevated him to defensive coordinator, right? Uh, so I'm sure there's just another guy waiting in the wings. And honestly, I mean – 
who do you go after as an offensive coordinator? Does it really matter? Isn't it Brady that's going to pick it anyway? I mean, whoever he's comfortable with right now. So, I, I mean, maybe a Hugh Freeze is a guy that you would con- possibly consider. I know that sounds crazy, but Belichick seems to love these former college coaches and kind of get them involved. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of good names out there, but you're also very late in the game, Arnie. All the other coaching staffs have been right. filled. So it's got to be tough to a certain degree. But as I say that, I stop myself and realize it's the Patriots. You know, it's it's Bill Belichick. He's not going to have a problem finding I think I could be offensive coordinator as long as Tom Brady's there. Like I always said, I could be a good basketball coach if I had Michael and Scotty and Shaq and Kobe. <laughs> yeah, I would feel pretty good about my opportunities yeah. if I had uh, those guys out there as well, too. Uh, Rod Bakersfield Rod asks a great question. Will we need an index card to check the cleavage? Arnie, when Pink's wow, I didn't think about that. prop bet is paid off, right, will we need an index card out there as well, too? Um, and, oh, by the way, this is a good point. Arnie, before you want to see Ronda Rousey go up against that WWE wrestler China, keep in mind... She's passed away. So, right. I mean, you keep bringing up Randy Savage. He's no longer with and us. When we talk women's wrestling, you probably don't want to make, uh, bring up China because she's passed as well, too. And, Chris, the, 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 the Lieutenant Dangle is getting on me because of something he said that I said, which is worse, like I'm comparing Michigan State to Penn State, which uh, wasn't even the case there. So there is nothing. Well, what's worse, uh, this sexual molestation or sexual assault? There is nothing that's worse. It's all heinous. Thank you. It's all awful. Yeah. Are so we, I'm not are we sure what a, his point was about the whole thing. Are we in a debate? Yeah. I don't know. It gets into my worse? family about it. He's like, what happened if – yeah, I don't even want to get into that. Oh, so. I hate, I, whenever, well, what happened if it, if it were your kids? My I'd family, probably, yeah, yeah. I'd probably be in jail for what I did. But to be honest with you, and by the – I mean, my reaction is someone that did that to, to, to my girls, but – are we debating now what's worse? Oh, stop it. All right, we got a break. When we come back, DeSager is sliding in to bring some sanity to the show right here on a Fox Football Sunday. <laughs> what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago with the stinking genius Arnie Spanier. I am merely Chris Plank. And ladies and gentlemen, Steve DeSager comes strolling into the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What's I, going on, Steve? I assume the intro music is for Arnie. That, it's all wow. for Arnie. Always for Arnie. <laughs> DeSager, did you get the Super Bowl score yet or not? Come uh, on. Now. No, let's, let's we deal with facts up. here at the news desk, as no, I remind don't. you it's, on a weekly basis. It's not fake news unless you get it wrong. Uh, by the way, I am after kickoff due to join you two. Uh, that's when our yes! shift here at the desk is due to start next Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Are you telling me we're the three lowest on the totem pole? <laughs> Well, I've known wow. that for a while. Where have you been? Wow. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Yes. I don't know why you're not, Arnie. I love this show. It's one of my favorite shows of the year, period. It's the biggest I... game of the year, and it's instant reaction. Yes. And you can get in depth. It's just one game for three. It's just sensational. It's not like being in Minneapolis having a hot dog on a stick at, at the mall. Yeah, but all of that is taking place through Friday. You don't know how many people leave Friday and Saturday True. and don't True. stick around for the 10 degrees that it will be outside walking to the Super Bowl True. where the game is indoors on Sunday. Madison Square Garden tonight was hosting the Grammys. I had read that Jay-Z was the leader in nominations with eight, but he did not win one tonight, while Bruno Mars won all seven awards. He was nominated for, and Kendrick Lamar had five Grammys. I want to mention two categories from tonight. Winner of Best Comedy Album was Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. 
Also nominated in that category, Jerry Seinfeld, Kevin Hart, and others. And winner of Best Spoken Word Album, the late Carrie Fisher, for reading her Princess oh. Diarist. Also nominated for Spoken Word Grammy was Bruce Springsteen and Bernie Sanders. So quite a wow. category who, there. Who won Best Sports Talk Show host? Uh, that was Arnie Spanier for oh, like yes, the 13th right, yes. straight year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He bought the votes again. Uh, the NFL's Pro Bowl, of course, was today. Did you realize that the players were allowed to tweet during the game? They had their phones in their hand on the sidelines in Orlando. Didn't know the game was today. Uh, until that? it started pouring in the first half, and then they all started putting their phones in plastic bags. But Kyle Juszczyk got a carry as a fullback in a Pro Bowl today, and his team, the 49ers, later posted the video, including the ABC commentary, where... Today's commentator, Matt Hasselbeck, trying out for the Monday Night Football gig, said, well, we give the ball to a football uh, fullback that never happens. And Juszczyk tweets during the game. Crushed him. Never get the ball? Who is this man commentating? Wow. Has he not watched a 49ers game? <laughs> I, I will say that one good thing about Hasselbeck on the broadcast today is that he was able to translate what the quarterback was saying live in the huddle, mic'd up. The bad news is the quarterback won't be mic'd up live if he gets the Monday yes. Night Football gig. So that's a talent that won't come to fruition in a regular season game. And the bad news is that what turned out to be the play of the game in this exhibition, do you remember in the first half there was a muff punt that it looked like the NFC returned it for a touchdown, but it wasn't ruled a fumble. The muff punt cannot be returned. Right. And he, as soon as the replay started going, he said, well, it's clearly a fumble, not knowing the rule, while his wow. play-by-play guy apparently did. And it turns out the NFC, of course, not given the touchdown. They had to start the drive at the 20, and they got held to a field goal and then blew the lead and lost by one. So as exhibitions go, it was kind of a big point of the game, and knowing the rules would have been nice. Maybe I should go out for the Monday Night Football gig. You may as well. Yeah, should have done that. I, I mentioned, know the rules, at least. <laughs> I mentioned <laughs> earlier this hour that at the NHL All-Star Game, the winning side split a million dollars among its players, the Pacific Division. The NBA All-Star Game is in L.A. next month. ESPN wow. is reporting tonight that they're going to boost the winner's compensation, that last year the losing side got $25,000 each player, and the winners got 50000 each player at the NBA All-Star Game. Now that's going to be bumped up to 100000 for the wow. each winning player. Wow. And their quotes from Kyrie Irving, for example, is that'll certainly make it more interesting. And from Al Horford, I think guys will definitely take the NBA All-Star Game more seriously. That's a big incentive for sure, end quote. So you mean you get nothing if you lose? No, you still get the 25000 if you're on the losing side, but it'll be 100000 each, according to this report, for the winning players at Staples Center next month, NBA All-Star Game. Was um. I'm real intrigued, Steve, to see whether or not we see the, uh, Katie and Russ get along. I think that's one of the more compelling storylines. They're teammates again. I know this is an Oklahoma City thing. You guys get on me and say, oh, I talk about Thunder stuff. But I think it's going to be so interesting to see if those dudes get along. And you got Kyrie and LeBron as well. You got a lot yeah. of storylines. I there. am assuming that Westbrook is just going to take every shot and try and score 30 points. <laughs> And he's back in L.A., of course. He's from Very L.A. Very true. Very true. Uh, not a good day for CBS with uh, what it got stuck with with its golf coverage and people ripping into him on Twitter. Tiger Woods did qualify to play for the weekend. He barely made the cut Friday. So Woods go was golfing today. But the uh, CBS golf crew didn't get on the air until over 20 minutes late because their college basketball coverage ran long. <laughs> 
And then, so they air the tournament. Of course, Tiger wasn't among the top 20. He wasn't golfing the last couple hours plus. They carry the tournament through the afternoon, and then oh. it's tied, and the golf ran over a half hour late into their scheduled nice. Grammy coverage of the red carpet, and so people were ticked off at him for that. And then CBS finally said, okay, we're going to carry the golf on Golf Channel now. Just go to Golf Channel now, and then they went straight to red carpet, but they had missed so many commercials in the 38 minutes late <laughs> to the Grammy coverage that they just and then people were so ticked off why are you running so many commercials can we get an interview in here they just couldn't win for losing and then on top of that they ran out of sunlight at Torrey Pines so it'll be after five playoff holes they still haven't decided a winner tomorrow morning in San Diego it'll be Jason Day Alex Noren in the sixth playoff hole to finally decide that event NASCAR's events at Daytona start in two weeks on FS1 Pitchers and catchers start reporting to spring training in no. two weeks, February the 12th. <laughs> That's Sager's way of saying you guys have other things we can talk about, right? Wow. You can talk about other things. All right, when we come back to Vegas, Todd Furman, prop bets, spreads, everything you need right here on Fox. Final hour? Really? Wow. For the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Are you ready for this final hour, Arnie? Are you ready for a week from today when we're going to be out from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern? Don't have a choice. Uh, <laughs> don't have a choice. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny uh, because, as we've talked about a lot tonight, I've always loved that shift. It, it's like yeah. I have Ben did it for the longest time, and I would love listening oh, ben to used it. it. So we're lower than Ben on the totem pole now? We may be lower than Ben no, on the total. We're pole, lower Arnie. than the Maller militia. Sorry, bud. Sorry. Wow. But one of my favorite Maller. things is yes. One of my favorite things is to be able to actually bring live updates on prop bets. So with that in mind, we go straight to Vegas. The Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline, our buddy Todd Furman, is in the house at Todd Furman on Twitter. Uh, boy, again, Todd, maybe you can give us a Vegas perspective. How wild is this week, and what is Super Bowl Sunday like in Vegas? It's one of the best weekends if you're looking to try and come out here and you consider yourself a sports enthusiast more so than an investor. So Arnie would fall into that primary category <laughs> of enthusiast, uh, above all else. Uh, this is one of the weekends you want to be out here along with that opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. It's just wall-to-wall -wall action as soon as people get that land. All the prop bets and the different ways to try and put your money to work for you uh, create all sorts of unique atmospheres in the book. And for three hours, you're seeing people win and lose money on nearly every snap during a football game. So regardless <laughs> if it's close in the game's final seconds, there are still a lot of big decisions uh, that get decided as the thing goes on. All right, Todd, you know, let's get right at it because – Chris and I were talking about this earlier, the MVP of the Super Bowl. Now, if you don't want to take Nick Foles or Tom Brady, who are the clear favorites, Brady 4-5, to five, uh, Nick Foles 3-1, to one, there is some tremendous odds uh, if you want on either side. I think the next for Philadelphia is Jay Ajayi at 25-1. to one. You could get Gronk at 12-1, to one, Deion Lewis at 20-1, to one, Brandon Cooks at 18-1. to one. There's some good odds in that. I figured you'd try and make a case for Steven Goskowski or Jake Elliott, Arnie. I, I was, that was next. <laughs> a 9-6 barn burner, you'd be able to walk away with 100-1 or something along those lines. The hard part when you talk about trying to make a case for non-quarterbacks at the MVP, if you're looking at New England, you have to imagine 
Last year, they should have given it to James White, and they found a way to give it to Tom Brady. That Brady is going to be the guy taking on the hardware. Right. Unless he's 9 for 35 for 78 yards, and Deion Lewis breaks Timmy Smith's Super Bowl record. So Brady, in my opinion, is the only player that can win for the Patriots. Now, on the other side for Philadelphia, you don't have some of that name cachet, so you could see a Jay Ajayi. Uh, be that guy, or maybe even a Fletcher Cox. This yeah. is a defensive-minded game. He got a couple of strips, uh, a couple of sacks in there. But it's just so hard. It's a quarterback-driven league, and when you look down there to try and make a case for other players, you really have to start and stop the discussion with Brady and Foles. It's kind of interesting, uh, Todd, because, I, I mean, again, I go up and down the prop bets, and I wonder, where do these come from? In other words, some are obvious, coin toss, length of anthem. But when you start comparing points in a game for, say, LeBron to points in the Super Bowl, where did this start? How does that <laughs> math even begin to take place? Well, prop bets in general started way back in 1985 when the Chicago Bears took on the New England Patriots. And I believe it was Jimmy Vaccaro that hung a number on will Refrigerator Perry score a touchdown. Yep. And they opened that number right around 20 or 25 to 1. That thing got close to pretty much even money. <laughs> and that was kind of the beginning of prop bets. And you've seen a evolution that bookmakers are really only limited by their creativity. Now, offshore books can do a lot more exotic stuff when it comes to some of the entertainment. But here throughout the state of Nevada, anything that's a sports-related outcome, you're going to see tied in a prop. And the new trend this year going along with the popularity of the Vegas Golden Knights has been Super Bowl props tied into that. So Caesars has a prop. You know, what will be taller, the first goal scorer in the Knights game against the Capitals or the first touchdown scorer in the Super Bowl, <laughs> empty net goals versus Tom Brady interceptions. So if you consider yourself a hockey enthusiast <laughs> and you have an angle on the Caps goal the Knights game, you may not even have to know that much about football and still be able to get an edge. Todd, is there something you're looking at that uh, has some good odds, uh, maybe margin of victory or – uh, some special props and completions or yardage or anything like that? You know, when I go through some of the numbers, I dabbled a little bit taking small positions on Tom Brady over completions, excuse me, over attempts at 37.5. I think New England is going to try and come out and employ the short passing game. Deion Lewis over 2.5 receptions. I actually made that number closer to 4, so saw wow. a good amount of value there. And another prop, when you talk about cross-sport props, uh, Steph Curry to make more three-pointers than Alshon Jeffrey has receptions. I was surprised. <laughs> Uh, that that number came out right around Pickham. You had to lay a slight price on Curry. But Alshon Jeffrey is over-under for the game, at least the number I made, three and a half. Steph going up to take on a Nuggets team that's in the bottom third of the league in terms of three-point defense. Uh, I think Steph's good for five or six, so I'll gladly take my chances there. You know, we were laughing earlier because is there really a prop about whether or not Pink will show cleavage during the National Anthem? That's uh, that's the trademark for my boy Dave Mason at BetOnline.ac. He is the king of cleavage props. So if there is a female performer, National Anthem, America the Beautiful, anything you can think of, uh, he will hang a cleavage prop out there. And you can go one step further, too, with some of the stuff now. If you believe that Justin Timberlake is going to have Britney Spears out there or we're going to see a wardrobe malfunction like the last time he was at the Super Bowl, songless, will he have a beard? Will NSYNC create a reunion up there on stage? I mean, honestly... If you have the right people in entertainment, this is a free money giveaway. Unfortunately, some of my contacts don't share that information. They want to get down for themselves. Now, wait, wait a minute, Todd. Now, you heard about the big, big uh, prop bet that's already gone from 12 and a half to, what, 15. And I'm talking about the over dilly dilly. Oh, which, gosh. No, this is a real thing. You know what I I'm know talking it is. about, huh? I know it is. <laughs> yeah, and there was actually, you know what's funny about that? Some of those entertainment props, books get ahead of themselves. So they did open an over-under Anheuser-Busch commercials at four and a half. And then the commercial list gets leaked, and that says there are four commercials. 
So it's a prisoner's dilemma. Do you take the plus money hoping that somebody knows something that they don't? Or do you just go, all right, I see this in black and white. Uh, but, yes, there was some over money that came in on the dilly-dilly prop. <laughs> and when you look at some of the limits that are available, 25 to 50 bucks more or less the going rates you're going to find. But the oh. worst prop I saw hung was actually, will Rob Gronkowski be medically cleared? One book actually opened him minus $1.50, yes. I feel like there were two, maybe even three zeros that should have been hung on the end of that. <laughs> wow. wow. Hey, hey, Todd, you know, it's funny. We've spent so much time tonight joking about prop bets and talking about X factors. We haven't really talked about the game, and I respect your opinion a ton, man. So when you look at this game, is this as cut and dry as it seems that the Patriots should roll or – could Nick Foles in Philadelphia? I mean, I'm sorry, Arnie. No offense to your pick. Wow. But it's very much against the grain. Not many people pick in Philadelphia. So with that said, Todd, I mean, what are you seeing as you count down to Sunday in Minneapolis? You know, I don't think it's a scenario where New England rolls by any stretch of the imagination. You look at Philadelphia, they've really played with a chip on their shoulder through the playoffs thus far, winning both games outright as field goal underdogs. You look at what they're able to do defensively and put pressure with their front four on Tom Brady. Uh, I think Philadelphia has more than a puncher's chance. Now, from a line perspective, for me, there's not enough value to gravitate towards Philly when you consider the fact they were a field goal underdog at home against teams that, for me, don't power rate nearly as well as New England. And now, all of a sudden, you're talking about them only getting four, four and a half on a neutral field. New England has been here and done that. And while I'm not that confident that they cover the number, I do think they ultimately win the football game. Bill Belichick will have a few wrinkles up his sleeve, and I'm not quite sure Nick Bowles and company are able to match. But if you're looking to try and back New England, you're going to get a much more advantageous and value number uh, playing the money line than you will laying the point. Todd, some of the stuff I like, I'm curious to see what you think about these props. Will either team score in the first six and a half minutes of the game? Whoever gets the ball first, if they get a couple first downs, uh, next thing you know, they've chewed up clock, they got a punt, the other team gets the ball, your six and a half is pretty much gone. I've got to say no. Yeah, I, I'm with you. There. I'm with you there, Arnie. I mean, when you look at a lot of these yes/no props that are out there, there's a reason you have to lay juice if you want to take a no. And professional betters gravitate towards things not happening, where the recreational betters are looking for things to happen because it adds to their level of excitement. The New England Patriots, I believe, over their last seven Super Bowls, have not scored a single point in the first quarter. Right. So when you talk about a track record in history, Bill Belichick's not out there to throw a kitchen sink drive together or empty the playbook. It's very workmanlike. And much like a pitcher trying to set up his arsenal, it sets things up for deeper in the game. Now, normally they don't have to erase a 25-point deficit late in the third quarter, but you can't really argue with what the Patriots have been able to accomplish in these games. When they're not matched up against a team named the Giants, they seem to fare pretty well. And, and Todd, I don't know if Gene Sel- uh, what is, uh, Stavator, how do you say his last name? Gene Steratore. Steratore. You hoping he's going to use an index card again out there? No, no, I I didn't know if he was going to give Tom Brady a hug after the game or not like all the other referees. Uh, But if he is, I've got to say. Here we go. I've got to say, you've got to give the yardage, the penalty yards, and say Philadelphia will have more penalties and penalty yards. Well, it's interesting because Gene Steratore typically calls fewer penalties in the league average, but this year his penalties are up. And if you believe Mike Pereira and Dean Blandino are friends at Fox, they see Gene is quite the showman, so look for some interesting wrinkles uh, to come out of him in one regard or another. The other crazy part about Gene Steratore's track record, he always seems to be involved in these catch-no-catch catch dilemmas. The Calvin <laughs> Johnson game against the Bears, Des Bryant against the Green Bay Packers. So maybe that's a little foreshadowing for what we may ultimately encounter wow. on Super Bowl Sunday in Minneapolis. I will admit, Todd, final question for me. I'm sad I don't see any prop bets involving Al Michaels mentioning the spread. That has to be out there, right? You, you know what? I, I believe a couple books have out Michael's. Willie mentioned Dynasty and Underdog. I don't know if the actual spread reference is oh, out okay. there, but 
we will continue to try and work uh, and get some of those top bets hung as best we can. And trust me, odds makers are not done yet with some of their creativity, especially in the offshore world. They're going to look to uh, continue to fill out those sheets and give recreational bettors plenty of opportunity to put their money to work for them. I think I had it was going to be an overtime game last year. I don't remember. Well, oh, I mean, gosh. Artie, you were due. 50, <laughs> 50 straight editions where it didn't go to overtime, taking 8-1, to one, clearly a plus EV bet. <laughs> uh, but you were able to cash, and that was a – one more quick one, Todd, before I let you go. How much carryover is there sometimes from betters who see something from last year and say, oh, hell, that's going to happen again this year? Do you see that much, or are we smarter oh, than that? Well, well, some of the prices that are out there, betters are always going to bet overtime. Even if they, they, even if the game they don't think is going to be that close, they're looking to catch lightning in a bottle. They're looking to do the same thing. Will there be a safety in the game? Will the first score of the game be a safety? Or my favorite bet that I used to see when I was behind the counter at Caesars, the exact number of points scored by given teams, you guys would be amazed how many people came up to the window and essentially lit their money on fire, betting a team would finish with exactly two points, four points, or five points, because a 1,000 to one was too good a number to pass up. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I would have done that. I would have done yeah, that. Of course you would. All right, Todd, exactly. you're the man. Chris, Chris, you took the words out of my mouth. Of course, you would have done that. <laughs> you're the man, but hey, have a great week, Todd. Thanks, I know you're Todd. excited, Thanks, and we'll guys. talk Enjoy to you soon, bud. Next Sunday. Uh, you All right, too, we will. Todd. That's Todd Furman. Hey, Chris, we, let we... me ask you one, Chris. I have to work on him next week. What's that, bud? Russell Westbrook against the Lakers, which is what? That's coming up, right? Uh, let me look here. Real Russell quick, Westbrook right? against the Lakers. Add up Russell Westbrook's points, rebounds, and assist, and what's going to be more? Russell Westbrook's point, rebounds, and assist, or the longest field goal made minus three and a half yards? Westbrook's points, rebounds, and assists against the Lakers. Okay, so that, that that's even money on that one. You get Is that even, even money? money? Yeah. Why, how many points, uh, rebounds, and, Westbrook, and assists will he have? Uh, well, I think against the Lakers, Bubbo, you know, what does he do against the Lakers? He usually destroys So, but us. totally, what, you're going to like 50, 55, something like that? Well, I would say at the least 24 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. So what is that? 36, 40, 46. 40, 46, yeah. 46, yeah. Yeah, I'm not so sure that. What about this? Paul George rebounds well, he or rebound. Eagles-Patriots touchdowns? I would take Eagles Patriots touchdowns. Wow! By the way, the Lakers uh, Thunder game is uh, is Super Bowl Sunday. Right, that right. is super, and, at two o'clock Central or Eastern time. And who will have more Carmelo Anthony free throws made or Tom Brady touchdown passes? Oh, that's uh, it's, it, Carmelo Anthony free throws made. A right? lot with your Thunder too. They have one. Which is going to be more Lakers Thunder points? Or Tom Brady gross passing yards minus seventy nine and a half. I mean, is is Lonzo <laughs> playing? I mean, what do we know? I mean, these are big questions when it comes to this, Arnie. By the way, Carmelo sh- Carmelo shooting free throws. He averages. Is this right? He only averages three free throw attempts a game. Wow, that can't be right. Math. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, uh, more fun with not only prop bets, but your tweets. And listen, there's other NFL stories. There's other sports stories to get to. We'll do it next right here with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Hey, Plank, I'm sorry, you want to hear a great – you'll love this story. 
sure. My, go ahead, you know, Arnie. I do a local show up here in, in Vermont, right? right? I have a young co-host, one of my co-hosts, 28-year-old kid, who's a big Seattle Seahawks fan, went down to Jacksonville for the Seattle-Jacksonville uh, game. What was it, like a month or two ago, whatever it was? Right. And uh, who do you think they saw at the airport? Uh, I don't know who, Gene, Tom Brady? whatever his last name is, Steratore or whatever. Oh, oh, yes, the, the head the ref. referee for the Super Bowl. right? They the sat down and spoke card. to him for like 45 minutes. It was great. It was awesome. And he told us some great stories. I love, we had a former NFL referee on just last week, and I was grilling him going, what's a makeup call? You know, it's stuff like that. Oh, it was hysterical, man. You would have loved it. He's like, he's like, come on. If I get something wrong, do you think I want to get it wrong again? He's, there's no such thing as a makeup call. But anyway, I love talking to those guys. You know, Gene Steratore, by the way, who, yeah. who you're referring to, has been involved in a lot of the very controversial catch yeah. moments yeah. in NFL history, including what some have considered the start of the new, I don't know if the, if the term is tuck rule or the, the des rule or the catch rule or whatever. He was the official. He was the referee in the Calvin Johnson game whenever right. we all thought the Lions had beat the Bears, but... They ruled that Johnson, uh, Johnson didn't catch the ball. He was also the dope who broke out an index card to try to be wow, all showy. Wow, look at you taking a, shots at Gene. Well, I'm a little bitter. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, again, I, I think that whenever you're a referee and you try to make it about you, it's going to make for a nightmare of a game. And, yeah, it was funny. I was watching a lot of college hoops yesterday. Some games were great, right? You had You had the officials that stayed out of it. I know you don't watch Midwestern basketball or Southwestern Army. Did you watch the Arkansas-Oklahoma State game by chance? No, no, I didn't see that one. I did watch a lot of college hoop, but I didn't see that one. Okay. The, the, there were five plays in the final three minutes of that game that they went to replay on. Arnie, five. So I just I get a bad feeling about that for this game because I think those officials were trying to make it about them. I think Gene Steratore is the guy who's going to try to make it about him. Yeah, but wouldn't they have Sunday. looked at those five replays, whether they called one way or the other? They would have looked at those five replays if, anyway. If they did, then yeah. they are blind. I can't think of any other way to put it. Uh, it was it was, it was, was one of those moments watching basketball where I thought, maybe Arnie's right. You, maybe Arnie's right. Am I, am I wrong? But Gene does college basketball too, doesn't he? I have no idea. I, I think I, he does. I think he does uh, college basketball. When the, there is the tie that I didn't, even, I didn't even know was there for this segment. All right, uh, a couple of things here real quick before uh, we roll on. I, I had this written down as a topic tonight, and, and I didn't want to get into it because I figured we'd have plenty of time. But I'm more of a draft dork than you are. Still, though, I'm very intrigued by the next couple of weeks when it comes to evaluating talent. What did you make of some of the fallout from Baker? and the way that he handled the senior bowl practices and even, to a certain degree, some of the criticism that came his way from deciding, hey, my mom's sick, I'm going to get there late, That's I'm going to leave early. What did you make of that whole saga involving Baker Mayfield? I don't know if that really bothered me so much, and I'll be honest with you, Chris, forget about what you think of Oklahoma or anything like that. I don't think there's anything more Baker Mayfield can do, that's at least if I'm evaluating him, that's going to move him up or move him down. What I want to see is what he did on the football field. I think too many guys make the mistake of, oh, look at his attitude, or look at the right. wonderlick, or he left early, or he came late, or he can only rep this many things, or he runs like a, uh, you know, like a piano on his back, like Tom Brady did. <laughs> no, no, I, I've got to see what you – to me, it's 90% what you've done on the football field. 
and I don't. I think ten percent still too much. If I'm gonna run, uh, see you run the shuttlecock or whatever that's called, you know what I mean. I I just I don't think that's all that important to be honest with you. Arnie, the shuttlecock is in badminton. Oh, uh, well, yeah. what do you call where you go for the two wooden blocks and you go back and forth? It, it cl- close enough. We'll 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 go with it, okay. guys. We'll, we'll go, go with, with that. But nice. I mean, I mean, who's gonna do that anyway? I you gotta go with what the guy did on the football field. That's gotta be, or on the basketball court, or right. you know, on the ice, or on the baseball diamond. That's always the number one thing. So let me ask you this then, before we uh, before we get to Saker in here, what what direction do you go if you're Cleveland at number one right now? Because Charles Robinson, who's been on with us before from Yahoo, is reporting that the Browns might be looking at Baker at number one overall. As a matter of fact, part of that is what John Dorsey, their new general manager, likes to see in a quarterback. Uh, If I'm Cleveland, can I trade down to number two? Can I trade down to number three? Well, they already have the number four pick. Right, right. So I'm thinking you can really move up. I mean, you could really stockpile a boatload of picks because everybody's going to want that number one pick. Now, you still want to get the quarterback, but if you're telling me you want a Baker Mayfield, you could take him with the number four overall and move on down and get yourself more boatload of picks and really get yourself healthy. So if that's the way they want to go and they don't want to waste the number one pick on the Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold, I would take Baker Mayfield number four, which is, I think, overreaching. But what the heck, if you've got yourself a quarterback, you go for it and then trade that number one pick, move down and get yourself like two or three or four picks for that. How far are you willing to go down? I, I guess is is the question here because again, dork dork draft moment here. Sorry guys, but if you're Cleveland, you have one and four, right? So you can either decide, hey, I'm gonna take my guy at one and wait and see what happens, or I'm gonna play this one pick to the highest bidder. I would, if it's well, Buffalo, Cleveland, right, Arnie, you whoever. Took it, you took it right out of my mouth. I, I was gonna say Buffalo. Now Buffalo's got two first round picks and two second round picks. I don't know where they are. But if you're going to give me two of those first-round picks and throw in a second-round pick for that number one overall, we could start talking immediately. Well, those those um, two first-round picks are back-to-back for for Buffalo. Where I think are it they? was, what, like 22 and 23. That's not, not shabby. 22. If you're going to give me 22, 21-22. Thank you, If you're going to give me 21-22 and a, a second-round pick for number one overall – I've got to talk to you. I'm getting two first-round picks. I've got the number four pick, so I'm going to have three in the first round, and and I'm going to get a second-round pick. i got to talk to you about that a little bit. Who are you moving up to get, Eric? You're, you're a Bills fan, or at least allegedly. You're a Bills fan. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because, Bobo, were we more excited when the Bills got into the playoffs than he was uh, a couple of weeks ago? Yes. I still think that's the case, yes. Uh, who would you want? Um, if you're moving up, who are you moving up to get? You know, I like Baker. I really do like Baker. Whether or not he'll be a, I mean, that's the thing. And I don't even know if they should go the move up route or try to bring in somebody that's already out in like the league. You know, like there's, there's the Alex Smiths out there. Obviously, Kirk Cousin. Won't, we're not going to pay that much. But I, th- I don't know if we should go the draft route to solve this problem. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and you, you guys can choose who you listen to. They can have you- Cutler because we're getting Drew Brees. You can <laughs> would Breeze going back to Miami be amazing? Oh, I okay. love that. You guys can choose to listen to morons like Tony Grossi out of Cleveland, who's an idiot. Wow. Or you can listen to somebody who's covered Baker and has been around him for every single stab of his collegiate career. Baker Mayfield in Cleveland or Buffalo would be a home run. And I can't even think of any other way to put it. Home run. I think of two blue-collar cities. I think Cleveland. I think Buffalo. 
the dude would fit so perfectly there. Would he be bad in Washington? Not nah, Washington be okay for him. I think they would try to do that whole Colt McCoy thing for a while, and, and he'd probably go Russell Wilson or Derek Carr and beat out the incumbent. Would he work okay in a place like New York? Yeah, but, you know, he's, he's not really a big city guy. Arnie, I'm telling you right now, in a city like Cleveland or in a city like Buffalo – uh, especially with those rosters having, and I know Cleveland went 0-16 this year, but having a little bit of offensive talent around him, I think he'd be really good. And I'm telling you what, Buffalo is one that sticks out to me as a great landing spot for a Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but they got to trade those picks. They're not, they're not going to get him in number 21 or nope. 22 unless we're really – uh, not got uh, not fine-tuned into the draft. I don't think he's going to last that long. And that's a good point, too. How many of us are fine-tuned into the draft? I'm sorry, Eric. Go ahead. Buddy. I don't think a, a, a fan base would fit a QB better than the Bills Mafia Buffalo. and Baker Mayfield. Hey, see? Like, exactly, are, dude. And I've, I've honestly hyped him as that. Like, he would fit in perfectly with, like, just the Buffalo mold and, like, just how diehard they are out there. And I've actually used the used the my ties to you, Plank, when I, when I bring this up to people about Baker. I'm like, I work with a guy who's – been there, like on the sideline with him for years. So it's like, I, I would totally buy him to Baker. I really. How would. about this? I will get him on the show before the draft. You want to do that, Arnie? You you have to promise to be nice though. You can't be a you can't be a jerk to him. You can't be talking about your Pac-12 or anything. Wow, like that. really? That's, that's all I'm not going to say, jerk. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did. I did censor myself. I, 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 well, I just want to ask him. I mean, would you be the number one pick overall if you played in the Pac-12 like Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold? <laughs> What's wrong with that one? <laughs> All right. Speaking of Pac-12 dudes, my man Steve DeSager is sliding. <laughs> hey, Bobo, you do appreciate that sensor, right? Uh, I mean, really, that was like, I greatly appreciate that. It. Was my a finger spur, was right there. That was a I spur the, of the moment switch. The dude come out. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, by the way, Chris, you just got slammed on Twitter. Oh, I typically do. All right, DeSager. Pro- uh, probably by Arnie. No, oh, yeah, no, no, it, it was one of Arnie's fake accounts. <laughs> no, no, we'll get By the way, I could see pregame Baker Mayfield walking through the parking lot and just like jumping through a table with the fans. Can't Gosh, you? That would be amazing. <laughs> he would be so good in Buffalo, you guys. I would have a Bills jersey number six nonstop. All right, where do you want to start, Sager? We'll start with the rainy day in Orlando. Six turnovers at the Pro Bowl. AFC was down at the half 20-3. to They came back with a late touchdown to win at 24-23. The late TD by offensive MVP Delaney Walker. He had two touchdown catches. Defensive MVP Vaughn Miller forced a fumble in the final minute. The AFC rushing had 12 carries for just 17 yards but nearly 300 yards passing, and they came back and won. Patrick Peterson of the Cardinals intercepted two passes in defeat, and Harrison Smith of the Vikings with a 79-yard interception return for a score. The Eagles arrived in Minnesota today for next Sunday's Super Bowl, and the Patriots will arrive tomorrow. Obviously, Fox Sports Radio with plenty of live coverage from Radio Row throughout the week coming up from Minneapolis. Roger Federer won the Australian Open. Ronda Rousey signed with the WWE full-time. Tiger Woods moved up to a tie for 23rd, finishing up at Torrey Pines in San Diego. Well, the tournament didn't finish because they're going to have to go to a sixth playoff hole. They ran out of sunlight today. It'll be Jason Day versus Alex Noren continuing in the morning. The NHL All-Star Game was won by the Pacific Division, beating the Atlantic in Tampa 5-2. to College basketball wins in the top 10, all on the road by Villanova, Purdue, and Michigan State. Third-ranked Purdue has won 17 games in a row. In the NBA, Oklahoma City won its eighth straight game. Russell Westbrook with 37 points in the win over Philadelphia. Cleveland was tied with Detroit with seven and a half minutes to go, and then 
the Cavs pulled away for a win. Pistons have lost eight in a row. Houston and Toronto with home victories. And I mentioned the Grammys last hour, guys. There is a category best traditional pop album. Uh? The winner was the various artists who did the Tony Bennett Celebrates 90 album. Others nominated for traditional pop, Seth MacFarlane. Sarah McLachlan, Michael Bublé, and Bob Dylan, all in the same what? category. What? <laughs> That's a unique group. That's crazy. Yeah. Ah. No, uh, no uh, Bernie Sanders in that category. No. <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe. All right, thanks to Sager. Mm-hmm. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Read right, that me, tweet that was ripping yeah, you. Uh, all right. This is ripping me. You ready? Yeah. This is another one of those issues because Baker's white. He gets a free pass. <laughs> Always amazed at the good old boy free pass Baker Mayfield gets from the white sports media. I think he's talking about you. Are you? Is this dude serious? Do you? You know, do you, I think being serious, Chris, there's a lot of people that feel that I don't know if it's from the white sports media, but that he does get uh, a little bit of a pass. Uh, Are you serious right now? Do you watch anything, Arnie? Do you watch anything, Miles Alexander Washington? This dude gets destroyed on a regular basis. Oh, uh, I I just had to read out of the Cleveland sports media who, I love you, Cleveland. I love you. But are are, are you guys this dumb? Where someone's writing about how, oh, well, he's just Manziel. Why? Because he's white? Is that why? He does. Remember, he he got that stupid... uh, Remember when he had a cold and people were questioning his immune system and stuff like that? That that's ridiculous. All right, that's ridiculous. But I feel like sometimes, like if if it was like a, a Josh Rosen that left early or came late, that he'd be scrutinized more. Am I wrong on that? Josh Rosen gets destroyed yeah. because he had a hot tub in his room <laughs> Why during is that his a freshman big deal? year. I would love exactly. a hot tub in my room. Every, I, I love this. And here's Daryl. Here we go again. It's Plank slobbering all over Mayfield. It's disgusting. Stop it. At least wait till he gets drafted. Okay. Wow. Daryl, I'll wait till he gets drafted, <laughs> but I'll tell you this much. If you pass on him, you will regret it. If your team says, well, I'd rather go with this big-armed quarterback, Kelly Stouffer, or uh, Kelly Todd Marinovich, <laughs> or whatever awful quarterback that had a great arm and was an incredible athlete is going to keep rolling. I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you this much. Baker Mayfield loves football. These dudes that you compare him to did not love football. They were in it for a paycheck. The guy studies it. He gets it. He digs it. And I I really hope that I'm not held to the same – or I have it held against me, a mistake I made when I was 21 years old in another town partying with my girlfriend. I really hope that's not held against me for the rest of my life. Daryl, I like you. You're a good dude. But you could not be more wrong about your assessment of Baker Mayfield. And Miles – I'm not giving Baker a pass because he's white. I'm giving Baker a pass because he's proven that he loves the thing that's most important to those that evaluate NFL talent, and that's football. It matters, and he digs it. It's what he lives for. So, again, I have no problem with uh, basically confessing the fact that I cover this guy. I might be a little bit more slanted towards him, but Arnie, some of these complaints about this dude blow my mind. Absolutely blow my mind.
I I do question if he's as good as Sam Donald or Josh Rosen. That's the only. Oh, thing. absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, that, which is fair can't enough. Can't argue with that. You can't take at this at this spot. You can't afford to take the wrong quarterback. If two out of the three are going to be superb, you better figure out who those two out of the three were. Or you could say three out of the five if you want to throw in Josh Allen and uh, and uh, uh, Jackson. So you better make sure you're taking the right quarterback if you're taking one. Well, and and here's the. Uh... Here's the interesting thing. By the way, um, Baker Mayfield doesn't have a DUI, bro. I don't know who keeps bringing this up on Twitter, but someone needs to work a little bit harder on their research if they want to crush somebody. Um, Dak Prescott, let's be real clear about this. He got dropped because of those issues. There was a lot of teams that loved him, but they were mostly teams that already had a quarterback. We're talking about maybe one of the more quarterback-rich drafts ever. And, Arnie, I'm with you 100%. I think Sam Darnold's the guy. I really Why, do. Where was Dak Prescott going to go? How much higher was he going to go than the fourth round? What, what do you think, a second maybe round? Third. Yeah, second or third yeah. round. Yeah. Right. But I'm with you 100%. If I, if I have uh, the number one pick overall and I'm looking for a quarterback, I got a three-horse race right now. I got Darnold, Rosen, or Mayfield. I'm telling you right now, Darnold would probably be my guy. But a 1A is Baker or Rosen. These guys, are, we have – We've talked about this now, I feel like, Arnie, for almost two years, right? Right, right, Have right. we not had this conversation consistently on this show about how good this quarterback class uh, what's, is going to what, be? What's just as intriguing is forget about who we think is good, which one of those uh, teams is going to feel like it's good enough to try to get the number one. I don't think they get the number two pick. I don't think the Giants are going to trade out of that number two pick. I, You know what? It, it's funny. I, by the way, Ar- Arnie Spangler just tweeted at us and said, wow, stinking genius one. While everyone has been busy ripping Plank on Twitter, the Eagles just scored again. Yes. And it's 14-0. Philadelphia over the Patriots. Brady's 3-for-13 with 13 yards. Yes, I missed that. I wasn't paying attention. My bad, Chris. You got to pay attention, man. My bad. But I'll I'll, I'll add this to it. Um, It was funny because when we were talking about how great this quarterback class was going to be, it was Darnold, Rosen, and who else? Remember who else? Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Thank you. Yeah. And now where's Lamar? No one's talking about him. They're I saying, think Lamar's oh, number four out of the five. I can't put Josh Allen ahead of him just because he's got a good frame. And he, Amen. You know, you, uh, again, it's what you do on the football field. Now, granted, I'll take in the perspective where he played, what, Wyoming and – you know, granted, Absolutely. it might not have been the best team. So you got to take that into perspective, but still not enough to jump you over some guy that went to USC, UCLA, or, or Oklahoma. Todd McShay called Lamar Jackson the best pure athlete he's ever seen. Okay, Not wait, as wait, a quarterback, wait. Arnie, but period. Was it so, Todd McShay that said he would quit his job if what, what quarterback didn't turn into a big star from USC? I forget who it was. Uh, one of those uh, big busts out there. I saw the YouTube on that just a couple of days ago. Well, yeah, Mel Kiper was the one that oh, said he was, quit yeah, his Mel job. Yeah. yeah, if Jimmy Clausen yes. wasn't a starting quarterback yes. in the league after five years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready, ESPN. I Give me a call. That. I'm ready to go. I'll take over from Mel Kiper right now. How funny would that be, you and me arguing over draft stuff? All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Arnie's picks yes. wrapping up on a Fox Football Sunday. How did we just do a whole segment on Baker? I mean, damn you, Baker Mayfield. Uh, We didn't get to John Elway tonight, where apparently the Broncos are looking to make some moves. According to a report tonight, uh, Mike Kliss of KUSA, this was John Elway. Anytime, Arnie, 
Yep. You draft that high. You have to make them count. We've got a lot of picks, so we have the ammo to trade. So we've got to make sure we make all of them count. So the Broncos potentially looking to make a few moves. Uh, I, I didn't get to this tonight either, and I totally wanted to. Involving, uh, remember the great story before the season on the Atlanta Falcons and dropping prices? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you dug that because you and I have always overpaid for any everything. Uh, hot dogs and everything. But according to a report, uh, this was Darren Ravel, ESPN, uh, prices were 50% lower in the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium than the prices in the Georgia Dome, but fans spent 16% more. So basically... Than what, even, last year at this time for yep, them? Yeah, absolutely. What? The new stadium also had 65% more points of sale and 1,264 more beer taps than the Georgia Dome did, as well as self-serve soda machines. So, I don't know. I I don't know if that's going to institute change or anything, but the good news, Arnie, is at least the one working example we have of owners and stadium owners dropping prices, it's a positive, right? It made more money for the team. I would be curious to see where they are compared to all the other teams in the NFL Great and how question. much money they made and stuff like that. Then you could really crunch the numbers and figure out if it's worth it for all the other teams that do the same. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. The great Big Ben Maller is coming up next with Eddie and the crew here in mere moments. But before we get there, as we roll ben through Maller. all your – all your hate tweets on Baker. You people are going to miss wow. the on Baker Mayfield. I don't get it. Uh, by the way, this one is just wrong. Baker never ran on the field for anything with his brother. His brother doesn't play sports. What are you guys No, doing? wait a minute, dude. There was something that he ran on the field over something, no. didn't he? No. That's Pretty the- sure that's a, a a Chad Kelly story. Yeah, oh, that's, that's right. That's, that's Chad Kelly. That's, that's like old. That's you super old, too. idiots. All right, Arnie, your picks. <laughs> That's how we wrap up the thank you very much, Eric. Let's do it, Bobo. Give me a little music. Put me in the mood. And let me tell you who I got. First of all, I've got the score 26-23 in favor of the Eagles. So that means I'm telling you, I'm telling you take the Eagles plus the four and a half. And go over the 48. I know I have it at 48. Really? Go over you, the 48. Wow. I've never an under guy, Arnie, but I thought an under for this one might work. But you're saying no? No. No, I like the over. Even though I have it at 49, just one point over, um, I could see it even going over 49, being in the 50 somewhere. So take the over in that one. Team to score first. Take the Eagles. Patriots have not scored in the first quarter of their previous uh, Super Bowls. Take the Eagles to score first. Longest made field goal of the game over on the 47 and a half. You've got to take the over. You know somebody's going to go ahead and hit a 50-yarder or something like that. Shortest field goal made over under 26 and a half you've got to take it over nobody's going to kick it shorter than that if you're if you're kicking a 26 yarder that means you're at what the eight or nine yard line chris is that where you are yeah it's about there yeah, yeah i can't maybe, not yeah people yeah. no 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 you've got to take the over on that one total field goals made by both teams three and a half i love the over there i think there could be about five or six field goals in this one and distance of the first field goal made of the game over under 35 and a half. Oh, you got to take the over on that one also. So I'm all over the books on the over on the field goals. Now, I like Jay Ajay 
for scoring the first touchdown at eight to one. And I'd even take Deion Lewis as a backup at twelve to one to score the first touchdown. Some of the prop bets I like. Uh, give me no on will either team score in the first uh, six and a half minutes of the game. Heck no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> will either team score in the final two minutes of the first half? The answer is yes, but I'm going to bet no, but yes, it's minus three. No plus 240. I like the odds on no, so I'm going to probably take no on that one. Will either team score in the final three and a half minutes of the game? I will say yes on that one because it's only minus 170. First penalty of the game? got to be the Eagles and which team will have the most penalty yards you got to take the Eagles because the referee likes to congratulate Tom Brady after the game so there you have my picks <laughs> two of them as you please but uh, remember now they're strictly for entertainment purposes only I was uh, a little upset that there's there's three very interesting uh, anthem prop bets Arnie you could oh I love the over two minutes okay over two minutes yes will pink I guess she's an Eagle fan yeah. Will Pink say Eagles before, during, or after she sings the national anthem? Definitely. Definitely. Okay, so you're saying yes. So that's Definitely. Uh, plus yeah. 170. Will Pink wear an Eagles shirt or hat while singing the anthem? Definitely. Definitely. Two to one on yeah. the uh, yes. And then the other one, I, we already talked about the airborne one. What color will Pink's hair be when she starts to sing the national anthem? There is white blonde, pink red, Blue, purple, brown, black, or green. So, and, and there's a very, very clear note on here that it's not the predominant color, Arnie. How could you not go with a hair color bet? Yeah, I didn't study up on. I didn't know you were going to ask me that one, Chris. I got to be honest. <laughs> didn't study up on that one. Uh, and then who will be mentioned first during the broadcast? Robert Kraft or Jeffrey Laurie? I would say Kraft on that one. Yeah, Kraft is a minus 145 to 7. Lori's even money. And who will be shown first, Robert Kraft or Jeffrey Lori? Might get good money there. Which oh, one you be go? Kraft also, yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting because of the superstar owners, uh, Kraft is the guy now. I mean, he's it. Used to be Al Davis. Yeah. Now it's Robert Kraft. Listen, I would love Big- to just do blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jonas. Big Ben is coming up next for Arnie, for Bobo, for Later, Eric, for Steve. I'm Blake. We'll see you next week on Fox. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 